What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 59 of the No Mercy podcast. This is the fourth one that we will have on YouTube. Make sure if you're listening to this on iTunes, I know 95% of you people listen to this on iTunes or Podbeam or something else. Meanwhile, a hundred fucking percent of you asked me to go do this on YouTube and then we'll get fucking 80,000 downloads on fucking iTunes and 5,000 on YouTube. So you guys are fucking assholes. Now you know I don't fucking listen to you because you fucking make me do shit. Anyway, go to fucking YouTube. Check this out. No Mercy podcast on YouTube uh, or check it out on iTunes, Podbean, whatever the fuck it is. We got a banging episode here for you today. We got Sam Tripoli and Mike Romanelli. This was our biggest episode or second biggest episode we had before uh, last time before the shadow bands and all that shit. We got like 200,000 downloads when these guys on. We're going to be doing a lot more stuff with these guys. Uh, I told you guys I was going to go in and fucking rant and go fucking nuts about, we shut the fucking phone off? Fucking idiot. Don't let people in your house when you're recording your intro. That's Bill Rupp, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I told you guys I was going to go nuts and fucking go on rants about the fucking frauds in this movement and how there's a lot of people who pretend to be your fucking friends. And when you're on top and you have a lot of followers, they want you to promote their podcast and bring you on their shows and do all this. And then you get your fucking account banned because I just got my account banned again. So if you guys are on Instagram, Tommy G returns Two is my new account. Tommy G returns is gone. Uh, my Twitter, Tommy G returns. So I'm going to try and keep it to Tommy G returns two, three, four. So if you don't fucking see me in your following anymore, I didn't block you. People seem to think I blocked them because they can't find me anymore. I don't fucking block people on Instagram. I blocked three people in my entire life and they were trolls harassing my comments. But Tommy G Returns 2 is the new Instagram. So now we lost another marketing channel where I can't market on the for the podcast on the Instagram. Sam Tripoli, I announced him to come on the show. You're going to hear him yell at me right at the beginning. And he's now banned from Instagram, so he can't promote the podcast. And he got a uh, Twitter jail on Twitter, Fat Dragon Pro. So we're getting attacked from every fucking angle here, guys. And I wanted to go out and just blast motherfuckers who don't step up at the same people that I promote like fucking crazy when I have my following who don't do the same for me. And I refuse to fucking ask them and beg them. I feel they should just voluntarily do it. But I'm going to save that for another podcast. I'm going to save that for the next one because I do have a podcast coming out next week for you guys. Uh, we had a week and a half hiatus there just because once the Instagram got deleted, you guys don't get it. We got to let shit dial down. I know this process. I know what I'm doing. Unfortunately, when they came for my Twitter and came for my Instagram, I know the podcast is next. So what we did, we started nomercypodcast.com. I have a huge fucking announcement. I told you Bobby's involvement uh, was going to be somewhat there, but it's going to be bigger than you guys thought. So I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag on any of that. I think we're looking for a late September, mid-September launch on that. But what I need you guys to do is go, this is critically important. I know we tell you guys to fucking like, subscribe, download, do all this shit. I need you to do this, okay? If you want more stuff, I need you to do this one simple thing and it costs you zero fucking dollars and I need you to do it right now. Go to nomercypodcast.com and just put your fucking email in. That's it. That's all I need you to fucking do. Because now, whenever we get banned, when we start the newsletter, when we start the site, my goal is to make that site the home. So that site, nomercypodcast.com, is where we're going to be doing our shows, where we're going to be doing all our content, where we're going to be putting up uh, YouTube videos, where we're going to be doing special content, 
selling merchandise, doing all of it there to stay off social media because I'm fucking done with these assholes because they fucking delete me. Anytime I get any traction or start a business or we get any sales, it's a fucking nightmare and I'll fill you in at another time. But go to nomercypodcast.com. It's coming soon. That's what I need you to do. What I want you to do is go to fourdeepbets.com. Number four, deepbets.com. You guys have no idea what the fuck we're doing at Four Deep Bets right now. It's fucking insane. Right now, Night Ghost is 10 of his last 11. We just backed up the truck and brought on Brian Healy, who won $30,000, then the next day won another $40,000 in Daily Fantasy. And on his second day at our company, just took down $22,000 last night. And over my last 110 bets, I'm hitting it 70%. This is fucking insanity, people. No one does this. And we have the most viral chat room in the world. And we have more women in our site than any other site. And all of us play thousands of dollars a day. And football is about to start. And we're still killing baseball. We got a professional tennis guy. My MMA guy, Mike Constantino, fucking cornered Khabib for his first fucking five fights. Guys, this shit's less than $3 a day. Okay? So if you want to learn fantasy or gambling, get the fuck over there. If you're already doing fantasy and gambling, follow me on Twitter and watch me just wave my dick around the whole industry and show you how much we're skull fucking this shit. So we have new packages out. We have a rest of year package for, for betting and for fantasy. Use promo code NOMERCY20. You could sign up for a week for like 30 bucks or 20 bucks, or you could sign up for the rest of the year at like a 60% discount for a couple hundred bucks. Go use NOMERCY20 and you will get 20% off every package on the site including the already discounted packages. So that's no mercy 20, 20% off the whole entire site. I promise you, you will never see an environment, a community or performance like what we're doing right now. And then please just head over to nomercypodcast.com, drop your email so that we can stay in touch with you in case I get whitewashed from the internet and we need to find you. Uh, we talked about fucking cultural Marxism, censorship, social credit scores. Me and Romanelli went on a spiritual tangent at the end, the last 40 minutes, we talked about Trump. We talked about liberals trusting the government. We talked about shadow banning. We talked about COVID vaccines. I don't even fucking know. I'm tired. My brain hurts. Let's get to the fucking show. So without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. what up let's get weird it's your boy tommy g here with episode 59 i think of the no mercy podcast i have two of the biggest goons that not only i know that i'm unfortunately fucking friends with and uh the last time the three of us were together we did over two hundred thousand downloads on one episode and this was prior to the shadow banning and all the chaos so I'm bringing him back post shadow banning. And I think Sam's going to yell at me in a minute for something else to see if we could do maybe 2000 downloads on this one. But, uh, Sam Tripoli, ladies and gentlemen, and Michael Romanelli. Romanelli, I'm going to go to you first because I think this. Romanelli, direct- where's your hat? You got to have a hat on in this show. I do need the hat. You need a hat and a, you got the beard. You need a hat. This is the hat and beard show. <laughs> beard show. We'll make our logo. Hats and beards. <laughs> Romanelli, how you been before Sam lights me on fire? <laughs> I've been great, man. I've been great. I've been fucking, uh, 
I took this summer to uh, reflect. I've been reflecting inward mm-hmm. and fixing uh, some of the, the, the dumpster fires in my brain. Mm-hmm. And um, the last month has been pretty chill, man. Been relaxing. Uh, the beginning of the summer was chaos, which was in a way was great. The dojo of comedy was on fire for most of the, the beginning of the summer. But, you know, it's the end of the summer in Jersey. It's, it's quiet time. So I've been also relaxing and getting myself right. And did you make it through the uh, fucking tsunami, that weather manipulation hurricane that we've got for the fifth time this fucking month already? Jesus, it's crazy. Two tornadoes in Jersey, too. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's um, nuts. In one, yeah. Uh, no, we made through it. I'm, I'm fine. Everything's good. Uh, everything was fine for us. I drove through some fucking crazy shit on the way to work, but everything's good. Nuts. So follow Romanelli on Twitter and Instagram at FreethinkerTV. Uh, Sam. Would you like to talk? Yeah, about Tommy. Twitter. How are you, buddy? <laughs> How are you? I'm Good? scared. I'm scared. Why are you scared? Because you tweeted that I'm going to be on your show. And then the next day, all my shit got fucking banned. Is that why you're upset? I'm Is nervous. There's <laughs> no fucking, fucking social media of AIDS of social media over here. Do you know it ruined the whole show plan? Because my show plan was to fucking go bitch at people for not promoting my new handles after I get banned. And tell them what happened to you, Sam. Uh, I don't know. You promoted that I was going to be on your show. And then the next day I woke up and both of my social medias <laughs> were gone. It's like and Twitter's like, prove you're not a robot. And then there was nothing to click. I'm like, well, what do I click? They're like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> And then I went on Instagram and they're like, yeah, you're under review for 30 days. And like, I just think of, I'm just, you know, here's the thing. The true thing is like, they did me a favor. I was being too consumed by social media, mm-hmm. but I, I just miss my ability to social media to, uh, you know, promote on social media and my, my super 10 big titted friends that are gone now. That's I the have, worst part. That is literally the worst part. By it's far. Like, these super 10 huge titted friends of mine that I can no longer communicate with. It's by far the worst part. Like when you go to your DMS and there's no like fucking chick sending titty pics saying, love the podcast and all that. And all the, the Insta hoes that you were following that are now gone and will never find you again. I'll never call them Insta hoes. They're freedom fighters, brother. And, (laughs) (laughs) and I, I, you know what, man? I mean, like I'm 48, dude, I can't do much with it, but it's just the thought that I'm on their radar makes me feel good about myself. Right. And how do you get, so are you getting your account back and uh, now give me a real percentage. Do you think that it was because I tweeted about you? I, I, dude, here's what I think it is. I mean, like, it's possible. I don't think that's it, but it's possible. I do believe it's a combination of me just getting the elephant gun out on Gavin Newsom. Mm. And that uh, I'm talking a lot about cultural Marxism now, which is, uh, uh, yeah. which is what's happening in real time. And they don't want anyone to know that's actually a game plan. They want to think that everybody wants gay people uh, as the, the fucking, uh, um, the, the, the fairy godmother of Cinderella. Like that's what they think society is wanting. And it's like, no dude, this is all done purposefully to divide and conquer. So when you, we start talking about cultural Marxism, what you start getting is a, oh, and a lot of anti-Semitism. And it's like, dude, I love everybody. I mean, Romanelli and I uh, talk about it all the time. My love of Jews, 
especially when they're twerking. Okay. I love when they twerk. I mean, you ever watch Israeli soldiers twerking? It's <laughs> fucking amazing. They are all one of the universe. So I, I, why would I hate them? Do I, I have, I have problems with policies of a foreign government and you can go fuck yourself, Dan Crenshaw. If you don't think I can fucking criticize Israel. Okay. But outside of that, I love everybody. And the notion that if one person does something that one person of this group does something, the entire group is in on it is just fucking ridiculous to me. So you know, I think that's what it is, man. And I think my reach is a lot farther than they want to admit by based on my numbers. Because I would get things, Tommy, where it'd be like, you, oh, this is doing better than 80% of your other uh, posts. And I'm like, I just had a post four posts ago that got, let's say, three, 4,000 likes. And this one has 400 likes and 20 comments. The other one had a th- a 4,000 likes and 150 comments. So how's that possible? Because it's getting way more than they're telling me. Right, right. And I saw that too. I saw that too with a bunch of accounts that my Tommy G returns count. Uh, my Instagram just got deleted. I probably mentioned it in the intro, but uh, my Instagram got deleted. And the funny thing is my Twitter, I looked at other accounts of people that work with me or friends of mine who have similar followings. And my numbers are all through the roof, profile visits, everything, except impressions. My impressions are lower than them. And they tweet dog shit about yeah. like parlays. Like, so yeah. I know it, you know, the shadow ban's happening if you know how to look into it. Completely. Definitely shadow ban. I can't tag you guys on anything. I can't send you messages. And, and listen, dude, I mean, like, and here's the worst part. It's like, okay, you don't like what I'm, I'm posting. I'm not fine with it, but let's just say I, I will accept that, right? I'm not fine with it, but I'll accept it for the moment. But then somebody like my friend Joe Rogan will post the, and he does it purposely. He'll see me get banned on something and it'll be, he'll just to show everybody how I'm, and he does it to show that I'm getting fucked with. He'll post the exact same thing and nothing happens. Even my own other accounts like I put up this one uh, uh, post that was a, like a white Barack Obama and they're like everybody and it said niggas voted for Joe Biden thinking it was going to be this guy and it was literally Barack Obama with a with a uh, with a white face right. and like a super cuts haircut right and and I, the, the Tim Volhat posted the exact same thing. Nothing happens. The next day I wake up, my account's gone. So it's not a, a policy. It is a specific to me and what I do. And I don't and think that's my problem with it. And that's that's the thing. That's the thing I get pissed about. And Romanelli, I mean, you talked about this. It's that we're being targeted. There's certain people, myself and you especially, Sam, are being crazy targeted. Like the timing of things is too coincidental. Uh, For me personally, I do think they wanted to take you down for a period of time. You're in California, you have a big reach. The Gavin Newsom recall is happening in fucking two weeks. So they're probably gonna try and take down a lot of influential people out there. And I honestly do think I was a part of your being, I think you were gonna go down anyway for a period. But I think they saw me fucking tweet it and said, fuck that, we're gonna let Sam not be able to promote this podcast for 30 days so that it's said just die with no social media. But Romanelli, what have you, are you an Asian provocateur, Tommy? I thought you said, am I an Asian provocateur? I I bang some Asians, but no, it's, it's fucking crazy, dude. It's, it's, 
I'm so sick of it. It's fucking driving me insane. And we're going to go through it in a minute. But Romanelli, what have you been doing? What, what's been going on with you? Give me some, uh, give me a little update on your fucking life and what you think of Sam getting wiped off the internet because of me. Well, I think it's, I think you just hit it right in the head because you got, you got, I mean, you've been getting shadow banned for a while, but around the election time, right? Every time we'd be on the discords, discords get zapped. Whenever right. it's big election time, uh, you know, whatever, if we were watching, uh, you know, whatever speeches or whatever, it, boom, we get, and then, you know, Sam with the, with the Gavin Newsom thing, for sure. I mean, you guys have huge reaches. I mean, it's crazy the amount of people that come, that just come up to me and say they heard me either on your podcast or Sam's podcast. Um, so you guys have a big, I think you have a much bigger reach than you guys even realize. And uh, I think that's kind of the, the, you know, they don't want, whoever the powers that be don't want us to realize how many people are anti this whole COVID, you know, they, they want it. To, they're trying to build this, um, they're engineering society. And it's, it's rough for us because being in New Jersey and being in LA, the echo chambers are there. But if you leave these areas, I don't think, uh, I, I, I don't know. I think the world, Sam and I talk about this all the time. I think the world is really waking up. Um, and this social media, they just don't want to show it, you know? They don't want us to see what's really going on in the world. So if they could cut this and social media is how we get to see what, how people think and all that stuff. So they're trying to, you know, they're not happy with that. And it's like what Sam has said from the beginning is that it got away from them and now they're trying to reel it back in. And I do think social media is, it's going to be dead soon. It's going to be, it's already so censored, but, and it's really the small accounts that are, that you can get some truth and stuff out of the big accounts. Forget it. Yeah, you don't. You can't anymore. Sam. Yeah, I mean, like, I 100% believe that Gavin Newsom has something to do with it. If you tag him, you tag recall Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom recall, uh, you put him in there, Gavin Newsom, uh, they're doing it. And, uh, I, you know, it, and it's just, it's like, listen, dude, I grew up as a liberal. Uh, I still consider myself an old school liberal, which is pretty much a libertarian at this moment, you know. Um, but, man, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious what is going on? Who is censoring? Because their their sales pitch and what they're really doing are two different things. And I was just talking to somebody on my own podcast about if you take a look at the most expensive places to live, they're all liberal cities. Yeah. Why, if you're so open minded to the poor, to the ethnic minorities, to all these things, why you make it impossible for anybody in the middle class and the lower class to live in your city? It's all fraud. It's it's not that the Republicans are holier. They just don't have to lie to their constituents. They're still scumbags. It's just their constituents like what they're saying, which is deregulation, strong military, strong police force, all that stuff. So they don't have to lie to them. Whereas in order to get any campaign financing, the Democrats have to say one thing publicly and then do another thing behind closed doors because corporations don't want more taxes. Uh, they don't want the lower class to rise. They love that they're running everything. I mean, we are we are living in a fascist society. Cultural marks. Listen, man, I was talking about this on my uh, podcast, man. If you take a look at three things, Tommy, this will resonate with you and, and see if you agree with what I'm saying. If you take cultural Marxism in, in entertainment, you take Marxism in the news and you take ready, you take analytics in sports. Mm -hmm. These are three different things where trust fund nerd dork private school kids have inserted them in self into the process 
to control what is being consumed by everybody. Mm -hmm. They're even going into it. I mean, if you go deep into the NFTs, you could even start talking about currency and crypto punks. And I know you do a great job with a lot of that stuff on Cash Daddies. Oh, yeah, that's a great point, too. Crypto but I mean, is it, it is true. There's a lot of it's a lot. Listen, I'm in the analytics sports community. I could admit that there's a lot of analytics nerds coming in and manipulating shit and getting too much power. Same way as you see with a lot of these crypto punk kids making millions of dollars. And, you know, maybe they have the money, maybe they don't. But they're trying to take everything away from strong white alpha male. That is the goal. Just get all of us. the That's fuck cultural out of Marxism, yes, dude. Exactly. Demonize demonize the ethnic majority uh promote alternative lifestyles promote the ethnic minorities and create gender wars between men and women no no like gay gay rights women's rights uh civil rights okay all those are wonderful things until they're weaponized that's what they do and once they're weaponized that's where the problem comes when somebody is pitching a show and the network says oh we're not working with white guys that is fucking racism and it's done purposely a fight everything marvel's doing right now which is ran by disney disney's bought marvel Mm -hmm. and they are destroying that brand because what does that brand represent white alpha males as superheroes they're destroying it with, hey, what if this bisexual power bottom was a superhero, <laughs> right? And you're like, who gives a fuck what this guy does on his own time? Right. It's, it's, who it's, cares? Romanelli, I it's Batman got the, I was telling Kellen this the other day. I bet you Batman got a ton of the bat signals when he's cruising for hookers in his fucking Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, they destroyed that Loki thing. Yeah, that Loki, Loki was such a in Mar- the Marvel universe. Loki's like the trickster fucking god. He's like such a badass. And in in all of the in the original uh, Endgame and all that, he's so tough. And then he gets this series, and he's just getting beat up by a what are they? What is the proper word for fat ladies now? Pigs. Uh, no, I know, but what do we? What do you, is their name for them? What do they call body? Body am hose. Body positive woman just kicks him in the nuts and beats the shit out of him the whole time. It's like what? How did this happen? And then, it's of course, like, what happens? He turns into a girl, and Loki as a female is the one who... Yeah, now, now, now badass. Well, listen, I got no problems with badass women characters and all that, but they're just you doing... say bitches. They're doing it to everything. They're bitches. They're doing it to everything, and they're destroying things. And guess what? The ratings are all going... Whatever the fake ratings they're so, showing, that you know, but when people actually write reviews and stuff, it's all tanking. It's yeah, all- but so the question is, how is it a business if they keep doing it? It's because not. they don't the care about is, the ratings. It's not a business. And this is where the Fed comes in. The Fed keeps bailing out everything to the tune of trillions. And this is why Disney's allowed to continually put out dog shit because they get bailed out by the Fed to continue the cultural Marxism. Yep. And, uh, And you just said it. You guys both hit on it. It's not a business. And that's when people say the fucking all these bullshit fucking lesbian Batmans and all that shit. It's not a business. It doesn't bring ratings. The female Ghostbusters shit flopped in the fucking face of everything. And they just keep running out more of them. Because like Sam said, this is not about business. Twitter didn't make money for like fucking half a decade. Right. And their stock quadrupled. So these these companies are not making money. They don't care about making money. You wouldn't be kicking off people who I mean, I had 251 million impressions in a 90 day period and they kicked me off. 
on a site that literally makes its income off impressions and activity. Why would you ever kick someone like that off because of what they're saying? I agree. Dude. They don't why would fucking you do care that? about money. What they did is they fucking tricked everyone. They basically told you, here's the internet. Okay. Here's this beautiful way of communication and business and all this. And we're going to put everyone onto the internet. They gave us all platforms. They gave us all power. They basically wiped out reporters and they own CNN and all those stations still. But they basically said, here, you're the journalist now. You're the news now. You're the information now. Put us on a private platform where they're legally allowed to fucking wipe us out. And then once we all fell into this funnel where our whole businesses were reliant on this social media, now they said, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. Couldn't and now agree we're, more. Back. we're back in old school, like ready to go door to door, you know, email marketing because we just lost the platform that the whole world is sitting on. And when people say that that's fair because it's a private entity, no, it's not because it's become a monopoly. And it's once not a private entity, dude. Yeah. We are it, seeing over and over and over again, these giant these giant tech companies are fucking uh, just basically shadow organizations for uh, the intelligence community. Yes. We're yes. seeing it over and over again, dude. Dude, Jeff Bezos, what was the what was the the the, the story of him? Oh, hardest working man out there. Oh, it also turns out that his grandfather started owned mobile oil and created DARPA. Yep. So what they do? They created a model using books because nobody gives a fuck about books on how to create this system to sell stuff through the internet. And they just worked out the kinks with books because nobody cared about books. Yep. Oh, fuck books. Dude. It was fuck beta. Books, and books let's are not, for dorks. Let's not forget. Let's not forget what his uh, it's called a Kindle Kindle fire. And, and look at how much a hardcover book costs now on Amazon. Yeah, possibly. It's the Is this our Alexandra right here? Possibly. Yeah, dude. Great point, man. So now this notion. So now we take a look at this. So so Jeff Bezos gets a. 10 billion dollars for a space program and then what does he do turn around and buys mgm for eight billion dollars gee quink a dink just happens to fall right in fucking line this is the government owning all the art now it is dude amazon is a front for the u.s government yes. yeah. which is a front for the international banking cabal. And that is not code for Jews. Okay. It's more black nobility. You motherfuckers. You just keep falling for these stupid ass words that they put out there. So you don't look in to what is really going on. If you Google cultural Marxism, you're hit about 90 times with anti-Semitism, yeah. just like they did when they, you question BLM, you go, Hey dude, this is not what they say you are. Oh, you're a fucking racist, dude. And then it turns out on their own website, we don't believe we were Marxists and we we don't believe in the family unit. We want to destroy it. If you're black and you hear that, you go, our family units were already destroyed by the fucking drug wars ran by who? Joe Reagan. Biden. And Reagan. You can go all the way back to Reagan on that shit. Dude, if you think the Republicans are good people, you're fucking None lost. Of None of them. None of them. I, Romanelli, me and you talked about that. The fucking war on drugs that started with with Reagan back in the day, everyone talks about Reagan's a God, Reagan's Jesus. Yeah, I mean, this fucking crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I mean, it is... The great Terrence McKenna said a long time ago, culture is not your friend. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking yeah. true. Where's culture come from? A fucking Petri dish in a lab. 
and and the did, culture cult sure cult dude they, and they, they do the same thing and this is like the, the fact that people are so fucking blind to it they have no fucking power. That's what no one understands, that these fucking 13 families or whatever the fuck you want to refer to it as, they don't have power because there's so few of them. The only way they have power is if they can control the masses. Once the masses would stop fucking listening to them and turn the shit off, you see what's going on in co with COVID right now. Like you talk about the trans movement when that started. No one has a problem with fucking transgenders, dude. I was fucking DJ in the rave scene with Romanelli back fucking 20, 30 years ago, going to the same club. We were hanging out with trannies before any of you motherfuckers. It wasn't even an issue. It wasn't Harris even Harris ran Sound Factory in New York. Romanelli's City. friend yeah, got yeah. blowjobs from those guys yeah, back in the day. Few, quite a few. Romanelli was banging <laughs> trannies before these kids even knew. What hey, we don't power. judge here. We don't judge. We don't judge. See, it's your kidding. own. Hey, okay. dude, if we, if trannies dominate women's sports, imagine what their blowjobs must be like. But keep going. <laughs> but but I mean, that's the whole point. Like, listen, me and, and I and probably Sam, too, when he was in, you know, doing drugs and partying and fucking doing all crazy shit. But me and Romanelli are from like the same fucking county. Like we have the same friends. We met through mutual friends. When we started talking, we we were going to the same raves. We were DJing and, and promoting at the same fucking parties at the same fucking year. So we were at the same places and it was run by transvestites. Run there was no sexism. There's no racism. There was nothing. None of it. It, it, it was run by drag, drag queens and transvestites everywhere. And no one batted a fucking Nobody eye. Cares. And you're looking at Italian, you know, grandparents in the mafia, fucking as racist as you can be. Go back That's to talking. Yeah. What's that? That's Tommy talking, not me. Yeah, but I mean, listen, <laughs> your great grandfather was fucking racist and he hit. Dude, how crazy was it that there used to be like racist gay bars? Yeah, <laughs> like there were like places where like black gays couldn't hang out with white gays. Dude, it but the they had glory holes, but no black people. How crazy is that? <laughs> Before my time, the whole point of it is. There was never an issue. There used to be jokes. People used to say faggot. People used to say tranny. People used to say, and honestly, a lot of it was in dude, good fun. Be, dude, they used to be something called the tranny awards. It was yeah. literally called the tranny awards. Right. And, and no one had a problem and no one has a problem with anyone fucking dudes. No one. Yeah. Maybe in Alabama and fucking some of these fucking, you know, 2% places, but no one has a problem with anyone being gay, being transgender. And the reason I say me and Romanelli have been hanging out for 20 fucking years is because now when I come out and say, dude, they're pushing this goddamn trans movement down our throat. They're trying to make everyone who's against this whole facade that they're pushing look like we're anti-trans or anti-Jew or anti-black. That's what Sam's talking about. They're weaponizing yes. this fucking thing against 100 percent. And they don't have any power without it. Just like with covid, they have to weaponize the vaccinated against the anti-vaccinated or the non-vaccinated to get us to try and conform by our friends and family ratting on us with that. That's, yeah. that's the goal. They're trying to get you guys who got vaccinated. Great. That's your pref preference. That's your pro priority. I don't give a fuck what you do, but the bottom line is they're not, they don't care if you're vaccinated. They care if me and Sam and Romanelli are, and they're going to turn you into a fucking cop and a rat and a snitch. Dude, they don't they give do, a shit about, about the vaccine. The only thing they care about, the only thing they care about is social credit score. Yes, that's where it's all and, and and getting you to think it's okay to rat on your friends, families, neighbors, and coworkers. That's all it's about, man. This is where it goes to. 
They don't want you. They couldn't care. Dude, I mean, there's so you. much stuff coming out right now about just like who who can't like who can get COVID, who can give COVID, who transmits it, all that stuff. And the truth is, is that the fucking people who are vaccinated, like we're seeing in Israel, are are 100% transmitting it and 100% getting it. And the only thing a vaccine does is the first time you get it, it lowers the extremes of, of the effects of the virus. But after that, if it mutates, and by the way, no other virus in the history of mankind has mutated stronger. It always mutates weaker, except for this one. Now we're getting into the moo or the mu fucking variant which which sounds like moo because i think you're cattle dog okay this this vax this this um vaccine doesn't do anything with that and actually the more you get boosters the weaker your immune system gets yep and romanelli we we talked about this the whole like give us your because you haven't been on here in a minute give us your take on the whole vaccine and what this is all towards and i know you're in agreement that this is not this was never about a virus this is never about a fucking vaccine. This is all about microchipping and social credit scores. That's all this is. This is about fucking something way bigger than what people realize it's about. The Great Reset, obviously, right? We know we're going to transfer a lot of wealth. Um, social credit, absolutely. Um, and it's it's the divide in this country is I've never seen it in my life. And it's it's not a race. It's not a sex sexual orientation thing. It's not... It's crazy. It's literally about, I mean, I have some examples too at like at my job. So I have a lot of young people that work around me and a lot of, a lot of uh, servers are teachers, right. Or are in college. And I had a couple, couple of people that work for me that did not want to get the vaccine, but they had to because they were going to not get their, whatever they put down for their, their uh, tuition wasn't coming back. And they tried, they got lawyers, they tried to do uh, the medical exemption, all that, and couldn't get it back. So they got bullied into taking it. Now, here's my problem with this, because I couldn't wait to bust some of their balls about like, are you magnetic? You have, but when I had to talk to them and they were crying and so upset, I go, okay, I know the power of placebo. We all know the power of placebo. So let's just say we could fuck these people up. They could literally give themselves heart attacks, all kinds of things, because they're so upset that they had got bullied into taking a vaccine. I'm scared for those people. Because mm-hmm. placebo works now in their mind, maybe it doesn't even, maybe they trigger it. No one's talking about that. No one's talking about immune, immune compromised people that really can't take the vaccine or people that in their families have had really bad reactions and don't want to take it. I mean, there's a lot, I've, I've seen people that got flu shots and all fucked up. My uncle Danny from this podcast fucking got the vaccine and we made fun of him. We ripped him up and down. He got, he was in the hospital for two days. He went to golf. He went to play golf the next morning and he fucking like keeled over, was in the hospital. They didn't know what the fuck was wrong. And he was afraid to get the second one. And I have my cousin, Bobby has Crohn's disease. He doesn't feel safe getting it, but not, not only because he's with us on the whole agenda, but he's like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's (laughs) going to happen to me if I get this fucking thing. And then, and then you get to, and this person, people get ridiculed. Yeah. It's it's disgusting. It's really disgusting to see. Now, once again, is it really true? I don't know. doesn't matter. you know, in the, in the internet, yes, there's they're saying horrible things about people that, you know, anti-vax and all this shit. But in real life, I don't know. I haven't really, I don't know. Can I someone please tell me how the the demonization of the anti-vax is, is different? Tell me how it's different than what Germany did to Jews. Same thing. Tell me how it's different. Same exact oh, thing. You say that, Sam, you're, you know, you'll get, 
I don't give a fuck. You can say it here. It's I just the same said fucking it. thing. No, all, I, I, and I'll somebody tell it. me how it's wrong. As as history as we're told to believe it. There you go. How is it different? Co-signed. Oh, dude, Tommy just co-signed it. It's the same fucking thing, dude. It's the same thing that every fraternity does. It's the same thing that Hitler did. It's the same thing that every fucking cult-like mass organization who's trying to brainwash does. They find the weak. They find their Achilles heel. They find the strong. They find the Achilles heel of the strong. They turn the weak against the strong. They beat them. They abuse them. They, I mean, think about a hazing situation at college. They basically break these kids down. Go watch the fucking Unabomber documentary and what they did to that motherfucker when he was in college. They fucking broke him down and kept beating on him until he thought nothing of himself and the only th- Stockholm syndrome world where the only thing he trusted or believed in was his mentor who told him what to do and sent him out like a zombie robot. The media is your mentor. Fauci is your fucking zombie leader. And they're just creating a bunch of fucking robots like they did in Nazi Germany to go out and fucking do what these two or three fucking percent crazy motherfuckers want done. So it is now understood. I have two questions asked. It is now understood that Fauci funded this whole thing. He funded this gain-of-function research in Wuhan from what we're being told. If we're going to play the germ theory theory, uh, over the the terrain theory, okay? We're going to play this game. So there's this virus that was created in the Wuhan lab, right? Why are we listening to Dr. Fauci anymore? That is like listening to a pedophile Catholic priest give us uh, a basic breakdown of how our education system should run to, to educate our children. Yeah, It's literally the problem is teaching us, trying to tell us what the problem, how to, or excuse me, it's the problem trying to tell us how to solve the problem. It's, 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 I mean, it's a, it's a higher level version of Stockholm system where like these people don't even realize that they're fucking bowing and taking orders and loving their oppressor. The same people that are oppressing them, the Gates is the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Soros is the Fauci's, the, like the list goes on and on. And, and you said it before, Sam, and I wanted to, to hit it for a second, the, the Biden thing, how you said the Republicans are pieces of shit, the Democrats are pieces of shit, but the Republicans don't lie to get votes. Right. And that's the that's the funny thing. The Republicans put I mean, Trump built a fucking wall. Even the Democrats were laughing like you have no fucking chance of getting this done. Right. And he still got that done. The Democrats just fucking lie to everyone. Every four years they come out. And that's why they go for the young people. That's why the Democrats go for the millennials and the younger people, because as you get older, no one becomes a conservative until you have something to conserve. And once you start to gain wealth and have things to conserve and have seen the the universal health care, the fucking green energy, the free college, once you've seen all these fucking lies go on over and over and over again, you realize that they're never going to fucking get done. The only people who believe it are fucking 23 years old who never fucking saw it before because it's their first experience. 100%, dude. 100%. And that's the thing. When you hear these fucking you know, young libtards talk, it's like, you've never been uh, fucking anything. So my next thing to ask, because I've asked this on a couple of my own podcasts, the guests, if it is now understood that people with the vaccine can not only get, still get, the vaccine, I mean, get the virus. If it's already understood that the people with the, the the vaccine can still get the virus and not only get the virus, but now can transmit the virus, then why does me getting a vaccine matter to you? Because they were told to, Romanelli, let me go first, but it's because they were told to hate you. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Stockholm. 
But yeah, I mean, Romanelli, the funny thing for me is that I've had this argument with the fucking the, the vaxxers out there and uh, they, they say to me, you need to get the vaccine. And I go, OK, so and we, we obviously have documentation and evidence now that even and because they've come out and fucking said it with the vaccine, you can contract covid and you can pass covid. So I give an example, which you guys should do to all your friends, not you to everyone out there listening. Do this with your friends. Be like, OK, let's say me and my friend Bill. Okay, go out and hang out with a girl, Jill, and Jill has COVID and me and Bill both get COVID. Okay, he's vaccinated. I'm not. All right. He's going to get no symptoms, according to them, and his symptoms are going to be far less. And I'm going to get killed by the Delta variant and be dead. I'm not a bad person. I wouldn't go around people if I had COVID. (laughs) So therefore, on the next day, being that I'm getting worse symptoms than him, I'm going to know I have COVID not taste anything, feel like shit, and stay to fuck inside and isolate. Whereas Bill, who got the vaccine, isn't going to know he has COVID because his symptoms are so fucking light. And he's going to run around and go to the Yankee game and go to the mall and go to the grocery yeah. store, which makes the vaccinated the super spreaders because they don't even yeah. know they have it. Yeah. No one can explain to me, Romanelli, why no one understands this. <sighs> Because I think, I really think they just, join, it's like they're in a cult and they want, you see there are people that have got the vaccine and something terrible's happened and they're like, don't get it. But those people get really silenced and they're whack jobs. But the really, the ones with the voice out there, it's like they took it and they just want everyone to be a part of what, you know, it's, it, it's I don't know, man. I really, I, I've been talking to, you know, obviously, you know, Rain from uh, your Discord. Yeah, I talk Lil Rain, she's the best. Yeah, she's become a very good friend. I actually co-host on a couple of my shows she's too. She's fucking brilliant um, too. She's brilliant. And we talk about frequency all the time, man. And it's like, I'm not smarter than, than a lot of people. And, but, but why is my frequency always been tapped into something different? So mm-hmm. maybe these people are just on a different frequency. It's like, cause they're, you know, every, most of the time, the people that are so pro vaccine, like their frequency is just so different than where mine is. And it's like, it's almost any topic you talk about. And it's, it's really strange, man. It's really, really strange. And, uh, it's like uh, it's like, but what's that? What's that movie, Sam? You've talked about before, with Rowdy Piper. I mean, it's like we're really oh, living. In oh that yeah, movie. they live. Yeah, it's oh, like they live with the glasses. Yeah, no. some of us like literally have those glasses on, and and there's just a bunch of people walking around like this, like, Romanelli. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's it's getting crazier. But I'll tell you what, a positive side. What I what I've been doing is shutting off a lot of the shit. A lot of I know for you guys, social media is really big. Because that's how, you know, we fell into the funnel, both your businesses. Right. But I want to get out. dude. We all do. And, and we're gonna, me and Sam have a plan to get out, but go on Romanelli. I want to let you finish. No. So, but for me, it's just like, I've been just worrying about my four walls and my community and just looking more people in the eyes and smiling at them. And uh, I mean, in the part of town where I walk down to the bodega to get like, you know, uh, uh, something to drink every day, it's, it's not a rough area, but it's one of those like areas where everyone has their head down. Right. Right. I've been noticed to keep my head up and it's just a Jersey thing, right? Tommy, you, yeah. you went from like Jersey right. to California right. stuff. And you, the first thing that's weird is like why people say hello to each other. Right. That doesn't happen in Jersey. Yeah. What I've noticed in my little corner of, of the, of the world where it never was a thing, people are smiling. People are saying hello to each other. Without the mask. The people without the mask. Without the mask. And they're saying, and I feel like they're almost doing it on purpose to be like, hey, we're cool. We're okay, man. Well, it's, it's, you know what it is, Romanelli? It's, it's the example I always give when people tell me to quit smoking. 
I go, if I quit smoking, first of all, I would get like no pussy because I pick up every chick because I'm smoking. And the beauty of it is that smoking girls, the girls that smoke are usually the most likely to fuck. So those are the ones you want to talk to because they don't care about their health. So they're likely to fuck a piece of shit like me. But God bless them. God bless them. But I make my most of my friends fucking smoking. I'm 42. I ain't looking for new fucking friends. Pretty much every friend I've made is at a bar outside smoking a cigarette. And the reason why is because you have that fucking bond when you smoke. When you go to a bar, especially in California, when I lived out there with you, trip, when I went outside and smoked, there was only like five of us out of 500 people. And we became friends because we were outcasts. And that's what the people who aren't wearing the masks are like now in Jersey. We see each other, Romanelli, and like you see someone without a mask and you're just like, what up? Like, you're one of me. Like, you're a smoker or you're fucking you do blow or you party or go to raves. Like, it's the same fucking mentality, Sam. I totally agree, dude. I used to, the only time I'd smoke is when I was talking to chicks. That's the only time I would ever talk is when I was talking to women. I would would smoke just to hit them up. Uh, But it's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's just uh, interesting times. I mean, like so much of what we're finding out right now is how much punk rock was bullshit. Like how much of this rage against the machine was really easy when you could sit there and be like, okay, these are the good guys and these are the bad guys. And when presented with the fact that their guy was equally bad, people couldn't flip. I mean, I mean, God bless Joe Rogan for not playing mass and square garden. I mean, God bless that guy. I mean, that take, that's a lot of money to turn down. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money to be like, hey, dude, I'm not going to play Madison Square Garden because you're forcing people to have vaccines. I think that is wrong. I mean, you have Rage Against Machine, oh, Jane's Addiction, mm-hmm. oh, Foo Fighters, all going, oh, dude, you got to be vaccinated to see us. Fuck you, you fake no. rebels, man. I mean, I love Chuck D. I think he's one of the most underrated front men of all time. But when he's like, if I see you have a Trump sign in front of you in, in your lawn, I think you're racist. I'm like, dude, Joe Biden created the entire bill that your whole rap persona is based off of, which is the drug war destroyed the black community. And you're, you're fun, dude. I love Chuck D. You are fucking pushing this guy. I mean, talk about the selective uh, memory and picking and choosing when you apply because it's all fake bullshit. And it's all rich kid, cultural Marxist bullshit. Let me ask you a question. And this doesn't have to do with, you know, we don't even need to get into the whole fact that the Democrats started the KKK or any of that shit. Um, we say, you know, we're all in the same age. We're all in our 40s. Right. And we talk about when we were younger, we were all liberals. Right. I was a liberal, too. And, and liberal back then was libertarian. Right. Like you said, Sam, I was the same way. But no, it's libertarian now. Old school liberal is libertarian now. Right, right, exactly. We really weren't liberals. We were libertarians back then, what I was saying, masquerading as liberals. But the funny thing back then, and Romanelli, you could probably verify this more than anyone. When the fuck did liberals start trusting the government? The whole premise of liberals 30 years ago was the fucking hippies who wanted free love and do what they want and didn't trust the government, didn't want anyone to tell them what to do. And now all of a sudden, the liberals have become government zombies. Like that's totally against so weird liberalism. Dude. Like when it when it started, like it doesn't they don't even know that they're on the wrong side. It's so freaking weird. Republic dude. the Bible thumping Republicans are the ones fucking anti-government, and the fucking tree hugging hipsters are the ones trusting the government. Like, what world are we in? 
it's all bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. It's all meant to just fucking fuck with us and, and fight. You know, it's, it's a division. It's all you can do is fucking save yourself and take care of yourself, man. That's all you can do to make this world. Better. That's it, dude. That is the key. It's like, you want to change the world? You got to look through within you. I mean, like, dude, I had a friend of mine who I love with all my heart. He's like, don't worry, dude. The midterms are up. We're going to vote them out. I'm like, here we go with this voting again. I can't. Here we go. I can't. Here we go. With the, the, we're going to vote this person out. We're going to vote that person out. It's like, it's no, dude. It's dude, over. I'm done with that, man. I'm done you... with it. Dude, Sam, when people start telling me 2022, DeSantis 2024, I'm like, are you? I don't trust that, dude, bro. Retarded, bro. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing, dude. Well, we can, I, I listen. I think everyone's a wolf in sheep's clothing, yeah. and they've all come out and turned out to be wolves, whether it's Candace Owens or any of these fucking other people. Uh, but the the point on this one, and then we can get to DeSantis. The point on this is that we just had the most badass president in the history of presidents, right? We just had a dude in office. Listen, and, listen. And, saying Trump is the best president is like picking your favorite, like fucking monster killer like like i love jason Voorhees over freddy krueger or or uh michael myers and all that i you know i i mean like trump was great he's a zionist dude i mean he passed so, a bill to make it illegal to like and dude it's my problem with dan crenshaw you are passing bills to limit free speech on campuses of a foreign government. And the reason they do that is because what people don't realize is that all the money that goes into a trust and the board of trustees, they invest that in a hedge fund and all that hedge fund, all those college hedge funds vote, uh, invest in the military industrial complex. And a lot of them are Israeli. So, so the reason they're allowing these players to get, sponsorship because it doesn't come from their kitty they can still make all i mean dude when 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 a when cbs pays like two billion dollars for ncaa basketball when nobody's watching it that's how you fund the military industrial complex so trump was a big part of that trump brought in uh operation warp speed man he's still talking about vaccines but he's smart because he talks about in alabama they're like boo boo he's like okay let's move along moving right along let's see here and i get yelled at for that all the time because they're like you're anti-trump now i'm like no i'm anti-everyone now i'm not anti yeah dude fuck everybody listen and it's not black pilled it's fucking it's real life it's the fact that you cannot sit there and tell me that i'm still supposed to worship this man who pushed the vaccine and is still pushing the vaccine after the fact and then go on a podcast and then go on a podcast to do a whole podcast about how the fucking cabal is pushing the vaccine. Like there's too many things that don't make sense. And I'm out on all of it. I'm out on trusting anyone. And I did trust Trump for a while. And when I I would take Trump over everybody, maybe up to Kennedy, possibly Jimmy Carter, but I would take him over everybody. But it's like, like that's picking your favorite right, and that, and that's fucking the, horror film monster. And that's what we were saying. And that's why I'm saying he's the most badass president we've ever had. He said shit. No one would say he walked in there like, fuck the world, blah, blah, blah. He had all the power. He had the military behind him. He had an army of people voting for him and they still stole the election from him. So who the fuck do you think? How do you think we're going to win election now with them controlling the house, the Senate, the big tech, listen, big pharma, all that Republicans, you ain't winning 2022 and you ain't winning 2024. This is going to be won by us. Republicans are 
fucking super Zionist fucking and Democrats are Zionist co- communist Zionist. So <laughs> at the end of the day, that's kind of what we're dealing with. And that's why we got to get out that dude. I'm telling you, man, get out and vote. Look inside yourself and and it's local politics. That's where everything's at. Local politics. We've they've set this up so that that uh, the government, the federal government is not more powerful than local government. That's how we push back. And look at what we learned during the pandemic. Right. It was locally what really was changing. It was like what town is, you know, allowing what? And then it's it's definitely low. That's what I learned. I learned how important local politics are. And I, lo- I learned that the only way I'm going to change any bit of this world, I'm not going to change anything that's on that news, but I could change inside. I could change myself and then around me and my surroundings is going to change. And, and, and you could change it locally. You could change five people at your bar. You could change, you know, you can actually sway a local election if you live in a small town and you get 100 people, you know, to go vote in your small town. And you just said it during COVID and all that shit that the biggest thing was if you were in certain cities, you had a different set of rules than in other fucking cities. And us in Jersey, no, Romanelli had to shut his whole fucking restaurant down. You know, Sam had to shut the comedy club down. Like all these people had all the but if the you were in Alabama, you were fine. Live com, the greatest showcase comedy show in the world got shut down. Yeah. It got shut down. And me and Dana Marshall, my girl, we were running it and they shut it down. Even though Gavin Newsom didn't have to shut down his winery. No. Nope. And she's still going to vote to keep him in because she's in the identity politics. Mm hmm. It's just unbelievable, dude. It's just unbelievable. They're just It's they're, the Buffalo paradox, which I just talked about on zero right now. It's like that? these guys told me the, this couple that. Does By the way, the before post- you go into it, Sam, tell them what zero is because zero is fucking awesome. I check it out all the time. A lot of people don't know about it. They just know you was tinfoil. It hat. is the uh, zero is the uh, my spiritual podcast. When I was doing Tim Fall High, I would do spiritual episodes and they wouldn't get the numbers the other one did. And they'd be like, stick to conspiracy. So I'm like, I really need these episodes right now. So Rockfin was like, hey, Sam, man, we really want you to do a show here. Can you do an exclusive show? And I just had my baby. So I was like, and I need money because like I was about to say that like the, the Comedy Chaos, which was the number one showcase comedy show literally in the world it's like That's it's not world. exaggeration it's like so weird that you could say that the number one what, what a showcase show is uh when you have multiple comics going up in a row we were the number one show we we're the number one liquor show at the number one comedy club in the world and uh it got shut down so i needed money and Rockfin came up to me and was like dude just check out our fucking how, how we operate here and so i felt bad doing a spiritual show on a paywall service, but I need the money really bad. And they were giving me a guarantee. So I did it. And it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. It is probably my most important show because conspiracy and tinfoil hat, you know, God bless it changed my life. And I will always be loyal to the swarm. But like, if you do conspiracy, right, you should always get the spirituality. 100%. Always. 100%. If that's, and if you don't get the spirituality and you're stuck in politics, you're doing it wrong. You're, you're fucking, you're, you're trapped in the fucking system. And that's, and that's Romanelli. That's the thing that I think everyone's like, I love no mercy. We love no mercy. Drop no more, no mercies, dude. We had better talks at 5 a.m. The discord fucking drunk and stoned than anything that'll ever hit a fucking no mercy. 
the generic grassroots conversations that we would have in that for 12 and a half hours talking about nonsense till we were delirious, just talking about religion and faith and fucking simulation and spirituality. And, you know, like all this kind of shit, that's where it ends up. If you're not, you know, sex trafficking leads to all that fucking all this COVID, you know, social credit score leads to all that. If you can get to the, to the source, as we'd say, then you don't give a shit about fucking getting banned 100%. from Instagram. Like me and Sam, Sam just got banned from Instagram this week. I just got banned from Instagram again. I miss you, lady. You can't hurt us anymore. You can't hurt you us. Can. Dude. You hurt my my love of my friend, my big titted friends. Well, you know what, Sam? I got a bunch back. I got about 5,000 followers. And I will send some your way. I promise I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> them to ties. Like say doubles. But at the end of the day, you know, Mike Romanelli and I, uh, you know, we talk a lot as well uh, about our own spiritual journeys. Mike has done uh, a lot of uh, psychedelics. He's actually talked to a breakfast, the chicken snake God, and uh, he's seen it all and he yeah. knows it all. And Mike is a very deep guy. He does, he's not talking a lot right now because he's with two jacked up dudes on caffeine. But Romanelli's a spiritual circus. fucking monster dog. And yeah. uh, he gets it, dude. And uh, dude just wants to walk the earth, as my friend Maz Gibrani used to say. And that was one of the earlier moments where I started to get into spirituality was when my friend Maz Gibrani would be like, dude, just walk the earth. Yeah. Walk the earth. And I'm like, that's some deep shit right there. Just walk the earth, man. And Romanelli's very much into that. And that's why I'm, I know, Sam, you got to go in about 15 minutes. So when you go, Romanelli, I'm going to keep you on for a little bit. You're good with that, right? It's going to be a, you guys are going to jerk each other off. Yeah, no, no, eyeball. no. We're actually going to, we're actually going to cut the first hour and a half with you in it and fucking run a loser, dope podcast. Loser comes first. Is that how it goes? You're the fucking opener, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but no, I want to get into some of that stuff with you, Romanelli, as we go. But we, we talk about this shit a lot, Sam, how fucking we are. And, and we need to do a whole nother. You know, we're starting no mercy I'm probably going to be doing some stuff with you guys over at Rockfin that I'm excited about. Uh, me and Sam are going to be doing some other collaboration stuff as we get deleted one by one with Romanelli. So we got a lot of stuff planned that, you know, people don't understand. You got to fucking stay away from the fucking sensor gods for a minute and get all your ducks in a row before you launch something. You can't just go half-assed because they'll wipe you out. But the the big thing that, you know, I think a lot of people don't really understand is that the whole machine is fucked up. And Romanelli, we've talked about this for a while. College is bullshit. High school is bullshit. Working in corporate America is bullshit. What do we all do? We all fucking, when we're young and fresh and spry, go and fucking work for the man and fucking do nothing and kill the 30 best years of our lives so that our ultimate goal is to do what? Just walk the earth, bro. That's our ultimate goal when we retire. I just want to retire so I could just, well, guess what? You could have done that shit at 30. And if more people would understand that the ultimate goal is just freedom and not giving a fuck and just being happy on a beach. We should probably cut out the whole fucking system in the middle and just get right to it, Mike. The whole system. I mean, all the systems are broken, right? We talk about a lot. Uh, I know I could say both of you guys have I've had this conversation where we all have a hatred towards police officers at all. No. But, but the system is fucked. And I've been to jail. The, yeah, right. I mean, the system is fucked. I robbed a bank. <laughs> Um, like a fucking I mean, champion system. All, the whole system is <laughs> and it's designed that way. And yeah. it's designed all of them, all like, of them, from like, education, everything. Like a, like, a, like a fucking they, champion. They, they have corrupted the system through the Federal Reserve, centralized banking. They created funny money. 
fake money. And who, who started that? Nixon. Okay. Well, actually, fucking Woodrow Wilson. You know, I'm on the record. I would fight him uh, <laughs> in history. I would fight Woodrow Wilson. Uh, is that the but one, is based that the on one guy? some of his uh, quotes, uh, I think he... I think they had, I think he was in the like weird butt stuff and they had him on that. And that's why he just went along with it. Cause they didn't want anyone to know that he was a power bottom. And I, I, I honestly believe that. And, uh, so you blackmailed him. Okay. But if that's not true, I will fight him. Okay. But then Woodrow Wilson, Nixon, watch out that he's dead. I want to, I want to dig I, him I, up, I, grind him no. up and put him <laughs> in a, in a speed Thanks. bump. He's for letting me know. Porn theater. But dead. listen, a lot of gay shit going on in the show, but listen to me. Uh, then, then Nixon took us off of the uh, gold standard and put us in Saudi oil, which it was unlimited amount. Even though at the time they were talking about peak oil, which was this fallacy that uh, oil comes from dead dinosaurs, which isn't true at all. It actually comes. It's a um, renewable resource that the Earth produces. It replenishes itself over and over and over again. And but the big lie was to get us to believe that there was a limited amount of it. And they still do it. That's why the prices keep going up. That and inflation. So they created the, the, the so basically what the, the Federal Reserve did was make a way to print as much money as they possibly can. And they use that that monopoly type money to buy off everybody. Now they're doing it with Trump's BlackRock fucking assholes who are all fucking skull and bones Jesuit scumbags. They they bailed out everybody to the tune of trillions. And now BlackRock is taking all that and they're buying up all the real estate at $20 plus 20% because they're using funny money. Yeah. I think my video is gone. There we go. I'm back. Okay. Yes, I agree. Did you see that, Romanelli? Did you see that that technical genius of mine right there? I just fixed something while on air. That's never happened. That's unbelievable. I thought the tech lords were just kicking you out of your own podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. Hold on. Let me see if I can get my microphone back, too. This would be amazing. But uh, so, yes, I'm back. Dude, look at me like a fucking boss. Um, Tripoli, before you go, uh, we got I'm trying to buy right now a, a, a system that makes salt water into drinking water. Go on. What is wrong with you? What happened to you? Who have you become? It costs $2,000. Why are you doing these things? But they actually have, uh, they have those machines now? Yeah, some fucking Korea dude from China invented it. Some Korea dude from China. Korea dude from China, this fucking ape. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's like the third guy from the left on the evolutionary chart. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking gorilla. Sam, we got to talk about Afghanistan here before you Afghanistan Taliban. So now, do you think, I personally think that you can't fuck something up this bad, right? And keep in mind, guys, those of you listening, just remember that the same people that told you one COVID death is too many just voluntarily left 200 fucking Americans, 50,000 Humvees, 100,000 fucking choppers and all these guns to fucking a terrorist and 50 dogs to the terrorist organization as one COVID death is too many. But Sam, are you in agreement with me or do you disagree? I think this is a complete setup by the left to have Biden fuck this whole thing up this bad so that they have a reason to get him the fuck out and move clone Mala into the fucking office. And that's why they're keeping her as far away from this fucking thing as they can, because any attachment to it, positive or negative, is a black mark on her permanently. 
Mike, what are your thoughts now? Good deal, Mike. I would just say, uh, I mean, once again, I feel like you both called it that Kamala was eventually going to come in. So how do you get him out? I mean, everyone's upset about this, right? So I think Kamala I want in is the Ugandan giant. <laughs> I could see that. I just want him smacking his fat tits <laughs> like in a press conference. I told you, like, that's so funny how your brain works. I forgot about that, dude. It took me like a second and I just saw him. butt cheeks out fucking in someone's face. <laughs> so here's the whole thing, dude. Um, there's a couple things going on. This could be a giant fucking loose stealing psyop mm-hmm. to cover up. Uh, either the Arizona audits or the uh, vaccine mandates, passport passport mandates. So that's possible. That's possible. A lot of this shit could be smoke and mirrors, okay? Uh, or the other option is, in my humble opinion, that they are handing this over to China, putting the L on uh, Joe Biden as they throw his weekend at Bernie's ass on the side of the road and give it to the Ugandan giant to come in. And let me just tell you something about Kamala. She is the most hated, she's the most despised vice president of all time, and we've had Dick Cheney, George Bush, Dan Quayle as vice president, and she's hated more than them. And she's only been in a year. In a year. And they hate her more than Dick fucking Cheney, who is a war criminal who's going to get fisted by Satan for eternity as soon as he croaks. You were saying, Romanelli? You said let that sink in? This whole thing, man, it's just, this whole fucking thing is, is, is fucked up, but I don't know, I don't know which way to look at either. Is it all psyop? Is it all bullshit? Is it, did we, you know, I was shaking my head because the thing that keeps me up at night is like, is this another thing with China? Like, I don't know, man. I said it a long time ago to you guys, and I really feel like we have been at war with China for a while. And any of my buddies in the service, when we went over to Iraq and Afghanistan, I had so many friends that I lost over there that went right after 9-11. You know, we're, we're, that's the era that we were in. People went to go fight because they, they ate it up, and they believed that they had to go help you know, save their country. They, they're the ones who came back and really turned me into the conspiracy theorist or the free thinker because they tell me, dude, this whole thing's fucked up. And uh, the ones that were deep in the military would say, Eyes got to be on China. We're watching China right now. This is all for, this is all for you to. There's going to be a. I remember having smoking blunts with my buddy on the fucking roof. He's not around anymore, and he had intelligence and all that. And he would tell me that, dude, we're going to go to war with China. It's not going to be like anything. You, it's not going to be what you're thinking it is. So with the fentanyl, we've killed generations upon generations through fentanyl. This virus we know comes from China, in. This, maybe this vaccine that we're giving all of our military, all of our police, all of the strong people, um, all the poppy fields are gone and China's taking, I mean, if China was to take over, I mean, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe this is what's happening. Maybe it's a, it's a China doesn't want us to have real heroin. They're going to give us all the fentanyl and it's going to kill us. And that's exactly what they want to happen. Exactly. And these guys, Joe Biden is Benedict Arnold level treason. His son is treason. The Democrats are all treason. The Republicans are all treason. All this fucking head of the military is all treasonous bastards. Yeah. It, there's, there's no doubt. It's, it's, I mean, I'd love to debate you on it, not sound like an echo chamber. How do you, how do you fucking argue that, Romano? No, I know, if Benedict I know. Arnold was around today, he would have a fucking talking head gig on MSNBC or Fox yeah. News. Yeah. 
And then the funny Let's thing. Let's go to is- Benedict Arnold for analysis. What's Benedict? <laughs> what do you think's going on in Afghanistan? Well, based on what I know, you know, our fight, our fighters are fighting hard, but the Chinese, they meanies. Back to you, Rachel. <laughs> like, how do you fucking? How do the liberals even fucking watch what's gone on in the last seven months? Watch this fucking. I, I tweeted out the other day. I, I, who is this fucking grumpy old man yelling at me like I did something wrong for like just screaming at everyone all of a sudden? He's either asleep or playing a harmonica or fucking, you know, yelling at everyone. But how do you watch what's going on? And look how fucking weak we've become. And look how weak he is at the podium. And look how weak everything is. And how bad we fucked up this whole Afghanistan situation. And Afghanistan and marching band. And still not fucking turn around and be like, oh, maybe Biden's not that great. Like, dude, the liberals I talk to are still like, well, it's better than Trump. Like, Trump would have blown these fucking people up, even if it was just for his own ego. He would have fucking blown these people up if they fucking pulled this shit. Right yep. It's, yep. It, it doesn't matter what you think of Trump, whether you think he's part of the deep state or he's straight or he's good or he's the greatest president ever. He would have been fucking lighting these motherfuckers on fire if they tried to shit their trying right now. I think it's Game of Thrones, man. I think all these very, very rich fucking families are just, they're not, they're, they might be in cahoots a little bit, but the end of the for day, sure, all, they're all dude. for power. You know, the Trump family, this family, they're all just fighting for- and 100%. Self-defense. That's the best example that, that I've heard that, you know, everyone thinks it's one and the same and no, they're still jockeying for power the same way good is fighting against evil and, you know, all the other shit that's going. There's battles going on everywhere you fucking turn. There's probably intergalactic uh, battles going on right now on Earth with fucking reptilians and aliens and all kinds of fucking shit going on that we have no idea about. But everything's a turf war from the beginning of time. If you go back to, if you really just go back to the animals, right? Like Sam said, roam the Earth. Just, Just fucking roam the Earth. Like, we're all fucking animals, right? Like, and if you go look at the animals, you love like, fucking animals. I fuck everything, everything. Uh, 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 it's all a fucking big turf war, right? Like everyone's always fighting for fucking real estate. Why do you think millionaires buy ten acre homes? It's all turf war, man. You just want as much land and as much power. Everything's about space. space? Uh, as much power. space as you can get. The bigger the car, the bigger the house. It's all about how much space how do you have. How many things can you have? So I, mean, we- I, mean, I think you touched on the interdimensional thing. I, I think that the interdimensional war is happening and, and we want it. You think it's already over? Yeah. Yeah. I think we want it. I think, I think that, uh, you know, what's going on that we can't see is that that, that that's already won. And that's why you're seeing the grasping and the clawing of the old guard. And they're just trying to do whatever they can. Yeah, I agree with that. It's already been won, man. I felt it. I've seen it. Uh, like Sam said, Abraxas has told me. I mean, that, and it's hard. Listen, I could say that to you guys right now, but in my head, I, 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 I stopped watching the news, but you watch the news, you see what's going on. It still makes me uneasy, but deep down, I go with my gut and my heart, and that's what I see and feel of, of what's happened, that that war definitely did take place, but I think we already won. I agree with you on that, and you know, we'll get into that in a little bit, and I, the, the thing I try to explain to people, and, and this is hard, and we all went through this together, right? Because we've all been in the conspiracy game and the truth game for, you know, since 9-11 or maybe even before for some of you guys. But for me, 9-11 put me onto it. And the three of us were talking about this shit before we ever did a podcast together, right? Like, so we've all been talking about this for a long time. But the thing for me is that all of a sudden in like March 2020, we all got a microphone and people started listening to us instead of talking to five people we we're talking to hundreds of thousands and millions of people right but we've been the same 
the whole fucking time. And the thing I want to explain to people as you're going through this, we went through some things last year where we, you know, like you said, you know, when you were saying Romanelli, you and Sam don't realize, you know, the reach you have, maybe we didn't, but you know, at the same token, we probably did once they started to come after us. Right. Like that's when you realize, you realize like, dude, if I'm messed, if they're coming after me, I must be important and I must be able to possibly stop them. And you start to get that superhero in you. But the thing I want to tell everyone to understand is what I had to realize just this year. And what a lot of you have to realize is your liberal friends who are telling you to get the vaccine and are preaching all the shit we're speaking out against. You have to understand they're the walking dead. They've been bit. It's over for them. Once they get bit, if you ever watch the walking dead, it could be your best friend on the planet. If Sam gets bit, there's no turning back. He's a zombie now. So if you got a couple that have just been scratched at the arm, Maybe you can still amputate their arm from the elbow down and save them. But once that runs through their blood, they're zombies, they're gone, and they're never turning back, ever. They're gone, these liberal zombies. There's no waking yeah, there's them up. There's not much you can do about it, dude. And it's just, the. I mean, you can try to wake people up, but if they're not going to do it, they're not going to do it. And the problem with a lot of these people is that you know, a lot of them are just like the band on the Titanic, just playing, just keep playing Why yep. the fucking ship is sinking. Yep. And it's going to come and hit you in the ass, ma'am. Because you think if you, you're a good person, you play above, you make all the money, you're not going to be affected. And, dude, they're going to wipe everybody the fuck out. That's what they do. There's ultra rich and super poor. That's it. My favorite, my favorite, Sam, is the people who say I'm getting the vaccine and they really think in their mind they're doing what the government tells them because the government's going to make sure they're taken care of on the back end. It's or, like they're fucking this, killing all of you. Or this notion that if we all get it, they'll yeah. go, ba go, go back to normal. And you're like, you did everything they asked you to and they still didn't let you go back to normal. What do you think they're going to change? They never give back power once you give it to them. No, no. And that's the thing. They're, then it's, and they're already talking about the next fucking uh, variant of this is going to be the woo, moo, woo, yeah, and whatever, it's, it's, dude. Vaccine so resistant. It, it, the vaccines can't stop it. So you're going to end up getting a vaccine for something that's exactly, outdated. dude. Y'all got played. Romanelli walked out on that. Boo. Your vaccine uh, is basically going to be like a VHS player in 2020. Yeah. 100 percent useless but guys sam, i got jam yeah before you go sam let me know where they could find you what you're up to obviously they can't find you on instagram because you're associated with me and i got you got me kicked banned. off thank it's you misery company bro listen oh uh, all those sad large-breasted women out there that are so sad because daddy isn't daddy's not around anymore you can blame this guy for it he ruined everything <laughs> All those large-breasted ladies just want somebody to tell them that they're special. Like I did, but I can't anymore because of this fucking guy over here. <laughs> fucking fuck. You ruined daddy's good. What's the point of, of crushing it like I am? <laughs> I can't talk to large-breasted women. It sucks. So that's what you wanted to promote, Sam? I give you an yeah, opportunity. Yeah, talk to, uh, if you're large-breasted, hit me up. Kitties? And let me talk. No, uh, <laughs> hey, go to samtriple.com and check out my new special. It's called No Lives Matter. 
And uh, I dropped the hammer of the gods. I think uh, political correctness is cultural Marxism, which leads to fascism. So I take all the sacred cows and I light them the fuck up. And I just came up with a good Jew joke that I wish I would have included because that's the only group I don't light up. That's super sensitive. Like and my Jew joke is all the Jews think they're the chosen people. Really? Then how come only three of you play pro sports, you motherfucker? Okay. <laughs> if you were the chosen people, there'd be way more of you in the NBA or the NFL. There's like three of you and half of them are punters. So fuck off. There you go. That was my joke. You got to you gotta drop the mic on that. Mic dude. drop. This is expensive mic. I'll drop say, some you're afraid to fuck that mic up because it's expensive. It's a good, and it's not that expensive, but it's still it down my like a fucking Guys, I love you. Roman, now I know you didn't talk a lot because two former cokehead. Well, one's now. still cokehead, but the other one uh, is, is a former cokehead. And uh, I love you, Romanelli. I'll see you a little later. Tommy, thanks for having me on. I hope I hope I don't get a knock on my door from the Gestapo because I've been on your <laughs> fucking podcast. Let me know when your Instagram comes back up so I can get it deleted again. 28 days. I'll talk to you soon. I've sent my watch. Get out of here. Bye, guys. Later, bro. So, Romanelli. Now that we got that fucking idiot out of here. Jesus. <laughs> fucking. So, so, what would you lay the odds at there that he got his Instagram deleted because of me? I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I, I don't mean, even know. I've never I don't seen even know. anything like you with social media. I've never in my life seen someone get banned the way you do isn't it true that was it was it you that told us this or somebody told us that some of the higher ups at twitter went to go try to help you out they're like stay the fuck away from that guy yeah well see that's the thing mike that's, <laughs> yeah, that how, guy, uh, we want that's why when people tell me like yo tommy you're fucking being dramatic you're not that important i'm like okay well then explain this text message to me and i show him the text and i won't say the guy's name but he was a a porn star uh who owns a porn company he was a gay porn star um and he actually followed me and initially I didn't respond because I went to the page and it was just fucking he had like hundreds of thousands of followers. It was just fucking naked dudes all over the place. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Right. Like, and I never even went a step further than that until I, I happened to go in and see uh, a message that it like, you know, when you see like the, the, the header of a message and you know, like, Oh shit, I got to read this. It was, do you want your Twitter back? And I was like, yes, I do. And he basically told me, he's like, listen, a lot of people at my porn company get deleted from social media and I've been able to get 14 of 14 of their accounts back. And I was like, fucking sick. And this guy's in Australia. He owns a huge porn company. He's got people at the top of Twitter, like who not the owners or anything, but yeah. people who are in charge of all the security who are closet gay and fans of his who do anything he asks them to do. So like, you can't have a better scenario for me to get it back. His exact, I'd pull up the text, but it's buried. But well, I've showed it to you before. His yeah. exact text to, me, text to me was, I told my guy to get it back. He brought it to a, the, his boss above him. And the guy looked at him like he was scared and said, please don't talk to me about that account. That account's untouchable and will never be touched. And he said he literally is the first time he's ever been told that. And he said the guy looked at him like he was scared. Like, why are you asking about this account? So, yeah, it's fucking it's bad. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. As far as with Sam, I mean, it is also, I also have noticed that Sam, whenever he posts anything about uh, that Gavin guy, Gavin in uh, California, he also does get banned quick or right. like they'll, they'll ding him for other things, but they'll, you know, it'll be around that time period. And I just reflect back on you or during the election. Yeah. And you would, that's when you had a lot of trouble as well. So I don't know. Um, you know, I don't, social media for me is not, 
I, I don't use it. I mean, I even with the club, like for the with the comedy club, like I have comics that run it. I don't, I don't. Social media is not my thing. You know me, man. I yeah, was nervous. I got here half hour early, make sure I could get on Zoom correct. <laughs> I'm not, you know. Um, uh, you're like me. You're you're a Neanderthal. If you saw around me, you'd realize it's like fucking lamps taped with masking tape and a fucking light that's fucking hanging at the wrong. Yeah, we're retarded. I mean, I love technology because honestly, man, I've met through the No Mercy community. I've I don't I don't call anybody that listens to my podcast fans because mm -hmm. I'm not at that level, but right. I have listeners and I've made so many friends that found me through you. And um, you know, I don't answer everybody back, but I've met I've made friends. People have come to yeah. the dojo and I've I've been I've, there, I've seen I've it. Comics been like, did you just give that that guy your number? I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I he, he would mention something about a Discord. I'm like, no, he's one of us, he's cool. Yeah, of course he has my number. And yeah. that's you know, and you want to come to the dojo and they text me and hit me up. I mean, Rain has become Rain has. I think she's been on three podcasts with me. If she wasn't so busy, she would be my co-host. Yeah. Clint, who is, I love to death. He's my brother. He's my producer. He's my co-host. He was like, that should be your co-host. Yeah. He sat it up because just the two of us, she's just so smart. And, and we bounced ideas back and forth with each other. And like I said, if she wasn't so busy and lived so far away, she probably would be my co-host. Right. Um, that's somebody I met in the discord. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so I'm just so so at that part, I'm very grateful of social media of, of this. It just made the world so much smaller, right? Mm -hmm. And there's so many amazing people. Um, and that's kind of what I want to bring up with Sam, but I have said it to him a million times. So I'll just say it more for the listeners, like as black pill as it might sound when we're talking, because it is frustrating, right? Uh, remember we were supposed to do, I, I still have the notes on my desk. I might've just threw them away about the Nasara Jasara. That was gonna be a positive a talk. We never got to it, yep. right? So that's where our energy is going to. We're always going to this golden age. We're always going to this, because deep down, Tommy, we know in our guts, and it could have come out in the 90s rave when rave scene when the world was just a beautiful place and we saw where we were headed. So this black pill or whatever that people might think we took, it's at least for myself, it's not a black pill because there are so many, it's so easy to be up on millennials or whatever even the younger ones are, but there are so many amazing young people out there right now that I've met through social media that are starting podcasts that maybe are not even on that are not big on social media or any of that, but there are so many amazing young people out there. Ryan Bledsoe is one of them. Uh, Pixie, right? Mm -hmm. There are some people out there that are a lot of them too. A lot that um, are they're going to change this world. Yeah. And it's easy to talk shit because the ones that we see on social media are these uh, these these young ones, uh, millennials, whatever, that are complaining and talking shit. But I'm telling you, man, there are some really special kids out there that get it. They get these, they, there's so much information that they have in their brains. And I'm like, I start talking to them about psychedelics and stuff. And I, 90% of them are like, no, I don't even smoke pot. Yeah. Dead, and they right. have all this information that I had to like cook my brain. I had to go fucking travel the like craziest places and go through some of this shit where towards the end of some of my psychedelic journeys, I do get the downloads. Like you really didn't have to torture yourself this much. You could have right. just meditated. You could have done a lot of things and right. got this message. But these young kids are coming out the box, out the gate. 18, 19, early 20s with this fucking information. It's like, whoa, where did you get this from? Um, so I'm very positive on that front. And I, there's a lot of them out there, man. There is. There's there's more. And, and I realized that, you know, when we started the Discord, you named a couple names, Rain, Pixie, uh, Bledsoe. Like these, there's a lot of people out there that just don't have the megaphone that we have or don't have the fucking like lion, like, raw, like go, like go attack the cabal head on, sacrifice your whole life and business, right? but they're sharp 
And the thing that you said, that's like you had to go through psychedelic journeys with shamans to other countries and puking your guts out and detoxing and fucking roller coasters and family and every other issue that can come with it. I had to get arrested and go to fucking prison and go into a hole for 90 days of darkness to fucking literally, you know, get inside my own head and fucking drugs and ecstasy and all this kind of shit to come out the other side. And, you know, we could say, you know, maybe, you know, we took the long way there, but the bottom line is there was no other way back then, right? Like the beauty of these kids now, like you said, that they could do all this without having to go on psychedelic trips or without having to go to prison and being locked in a hole, that they just have this type of information. Um, that's why I've always told everyone, Romanelli, me, you, Tripoli, our job is just, we're the Trojan horse. We're just there to bust down the wall. We're going to get shot. We're the, we die like probably an hour, 15 minutes into the movie, right? Yeah. Like we make it a long way. But then we die at the gates in Game of Thrones, right? To let the fucking Khaleesi's and the fucking other people come through. And, and I really think that's our role. I think our role is to be fucking Trojan horses so that the Pixies and the Reigns could fucking save the world. For me, I, I do believe you and Sam are that more of that. For me, I'm starting to realize my role is more to kind of be there for these people. And you may be more like Yoda or like, you know yeah, who well, you are? You know who you are? I'll tell you exactly who you are. I'm like, dude, that's too big of a... a, a no, thing. I'll tell you exactly who you are. You are in every old Gladiator movie or Star Wars type movie. You are the 150-year-old man who the, who, the, who, the, who, the, who the hero confides in, who's like, listen. Yes. And you speak very slowly. To, like, that's your role. That's I feel that way. And you know, it's an honor. It's really an honor. And it's amazing that I kind of almost knew this was going to happen. I thought... And it probably will be for my kids and younger, but it's it's a lot of these 20-year-olds that are coming to me and I'm having these great conversations. And I don't know, Tommy, I don't know if they're if it's gonna be this just like I was saying talking about the, the war with China, how it's something so different. I'm not sure however we take it down or they take it down or whatever is gonna be a battle. I don't think I think that's why you don't see them on social media and you don't see big things. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a, a spiritual thing. I'm not really sure how it's gonna go down, but Things are changing, man. And and we can't, and I, I don't want to see, I don't want to say I want I don't want to say the end of America because that'd be terrible, but something is changing. The the world is well, it is. And maybe it is, maybe it it's is. maybe it's it the is. End. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I do know that it's gonna be beautiful. And unfortunately, I don't know if I'm gonna see it in my lifetime, or maybe like you said, we'll just be enough to see a little bit of it. But something amazing is going to happen, and it's always bumpy before, you know, it's always a rain, it's always a, a massive storm before the rainbow comes out. I mean, it's always, you know, we're in that grind, we're in that, things are getting bumpy, things are getting crazy, and the, like I said, the old guard is, is clawing its way, they're trying to hold on to any bit of power possible, and maybe some bigger events are going to happen, I don't know. I mean, you can, you can, you can verify, and when you, when you say America's done, America's done. Like, I mean, it's, when everyone's like, rise up, save America, America's done. But I mean, that doesn't mean freedoms and the constitution and our rights and our people, the country itself is just getting eaten alive, right? Like to the point where it's, this isn't the same, like this, for, we're going to save America. What the fuck are you talking about? America's been it's, 10 years ago. It was fucking, you know, already like you look around like this isn't America, right? But America was never about the country and the land. It was about the mentality and the attitude. So patriotism is not going to fucking die. I don't care if America, you know, if certain states, California and New Jersey and New York and all Chicago and elections, let all that shit fall. This was never about the land. 
This was about patriotism and loving each other and our communities. Yeah, it's probably getting a lot smaller and it may not be America as a whole. And we may all just congregate to like a one state or one area and, you know, secede from the union. But whatever it is, that mentality is going to carry on. And especially the generation below the millennials, they're the ones that I have the most confidence in Ooh, that, young, that super young generation that's standing up for themselves, whereas the millennials in our generation never did. I, I, I feel very positive towards that. Sam talks about um, a lot about with comedy, how, yeah, I mean, in, in the big cities, comedy sucks right now because people are getting offended. But he's saying the younger ones are just no whole. And it's always like that wave, right, of like generations, how, you know, how they just got to push back. And he's saying how like they love the young ones, love all, no holds barred comedy. doesn't matter. Race, mm -hmm. sex, doesn't matter. Nothing's off the table because to them. And he's right. When you look at small groups of kids, it's always mixed, mixed, uh -huh. right? So if you're with a mixed group, I mean, I love what we go, we talk about the 90s raves, 90s raves, my crew, I was the only 100% Italian in my crew. There's no Italians in the rave scene. It was like and me I and nine people. We see Guinea and they say, but we all bust each other's balls. My, my crew was just every type of person possible. Uh, -huh. uh, you know, and we all, because we all loved each other, we talked shit and we made jokes and now these would be offensive jokes. I mean, my gay buddy, if you did something really like he used to always say, I used to, it always got me. I still laugh thinking about it. If you did something really soft, he would be like in his really heavy gay, gay accent or whatever you call. He would say, "Oh, oh, baby, I'm gonna have to gay bash your ass." Like, <laughs> I'm gonna commit a no. He started off, "I'm gonna commit a hate crime and gay bash your ass." <laughs> and you know that was his go-to line. It was always hilarious because was, we all just like I don't know people weren't yeah. pussies. No, people weren't pussy. The thing is, dude, words never offended anyone when we were younger. You didn't, like, the things we would say, the things I still say to my best friends are way worse than anything anyone could ever say to me. Like, my friend Ed calls me and tells me, like, just just, just happened a couple of days ago. You know, I'm getting on a flight. I'm going to Tennessee. It's like, all right, hope your plane crashes into a mountain. All right, go fuck yourself. Like, that's normal. Like, we don't even flinch, right? Like, you say that to some fucking millennial now, it's like, oh, what did you say to me? Like, dude, motherfucker, if my words had that much power that they could kill you, you'd already be dead, all right? You're good. Trust me. Like, stop letting words fucking hurt you, you fucking pussy-ass bitch. Stop. When, when that, and that's the thing about the millennial generation. Words hurt them. The generation below them, yeah, I'm using they don't the really give a fuck as much. I'm using the wrong term. You're right. Millennials are issue. And the, I hate to say it, man, who really fucked up is people our age who had kids because they're are a little older than us are millennial have millennial kids and then our parents man that baby boomer you know and i hate to say it i don't want to hurt any, their feelings but they really they fucked up man mm -hmm. and and you know they created these fucking afro uh, afro astroturfed environments mm -hmm. and you know a, a lot of them it's it's really in a way it's sad because a lot of them didn't have a great upbringing so they wanted to give everything to their kids so they spoiled the shit out of yes, their kids exactly you know, the other thing that happened during that, during the baby, like, listen, our generation of the baby boomers are what fucked up America. Um, it wasn't our grandparents or anything like oh, that. And, those and, were yeah, they were, they were fucking badasses, Right. So, and the, the reason why is because if you look at the baby boomer generation, that was the first real divorce generation, right? That was the first real broken home generation when husbands would quit on their wives, wives would quit on their husbands, yes. broken families. And when you have a broken family, as someone who came from one, when your dad leaves or when your mom's by herself, they want to spoil you to get your attention and affection because they feel so bad for fucking leaving you as a lock key child and shit like that. So you have the fucked up side for someone like 
us, right? Like my, myself, I'll speak for only with my dad leaving when I was little, I got this fucking hate the world fucking killer chip on my shoulder. And then my dad to try and stay in my life would just shower me with gifts and presents. So I had this kind of spoiled, I could do anything and daddy will be okay with it along yeah. with this fuck the world. And then my mom is trying to be a superhero and like fucking take care of us and the family working three jobs. But at the same yeah. token, my dad's talking shit on her. So she's got this balance, this awkward fucking non-nuclear balance that took place that caused us to be fucked up. And then these people raise their kids as their best friends. True. And it's all fucked up. It's like, dude, you got to go back to fucking parenting your fucking kids. And, and that's what and the liberal teachers in schools are a bigger concern, Mike. Like, it's funny. It's funny. Hold on. I, just, I don't want to lose this thought. Yeah, go. Because I don't talk about my family too much out here. But my, I, was, I was showing my dad the other day. And he was like, because my grandfather, hardcore Italian, you know, he goes, and the, a Beatles song came on. He goes, could you believe my father said these guys were dev, the devil worshipers and broke all my Beatles records? And I look at him. I go, grandpa was probably right. He goes, John Lennon, are you fucking kidding me? I go, dad. I go, it's too deep for me to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit on Beetle Out. got a couple of weeks. <laughs> I go, and I just know certain things I can do. Like, he's just not going to get it. Right. And I'm like, and it just always makes me think back of this, that, what did they call the great? I mean, the World War II guys and, and women, they knew, they knew how to survive too, man. My dad and his, and my aunts and uncles made fun of my grandparents, called them cheap for my grandfather for collecting rainwater. Mm. I tell my dad all the time, collect rainwater for the garden. Why? Because oh, there's all chemicals in the hose. It has nothing to do with cheap. He knew. They knew how to can. They knew how to. They grew a bunch of tomatoes. They never bought tomatoes, uh, tomatoes out of a jar to can. They had them all summer. And then my grandmother would say, would would put everything and package everything in, in jar and can. All these lost arts we lost. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is the young. I think I do think a lot of young ones are learning. And with well, we still have the internet, so you can find out all about this stuff. It just sucks, at least for myself, that I can't go talk to my grandmother and my grandfather because they knew all that shit. They, yep. they had to do it because, you know, they, they, half of my family had to escape uh, Italy from World War II. Yep. So they were truly, I'm actually, I still have one uncle alive. And I asked him the other day if he would do a podcast with me. And he said, yes. I don't know if I'm going to release it, but I want to talk to him for hours because he has, he's the last grand, he's the last person in my grandfather's family. And I mean, I remember my grandfather's funeral, him telling me a story about how he was, he was five years old and would wheelbarrow, um, a flower and everything and cover it. And he said that the Nazis wouldn't kill a little kid like that. He was too cute. But if they knew he had food and stuff under there, yeah. they would. And he would, I, I got to get the real story from him. Imagine that's, going through, imagine that being real life. Yes. Like, and that's their life. And then yeah. I wonder why my grandfather was such a hard person and, 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 and the way they were and why they saved every little thing. And because they knew they just came up a different way. And then my grandfather on the other side, who was, you know, uh, fought in Japan, in uh, the war, I mean, that's another hard, I mean, worked at craft his whole life in a factory and, and had this American values. And they were just so tough and strong men up until they were 80, 90 years old. And we don't have that anymore. It's really, it's really sad. Um, people are very soft, man. And uh, that old generation, and it's really, it starts with our parents, man. It really does. And you no one wants to admit it. That you don't I've, want to admit it because it sucks. You don't want to talk shit on your parents because they did the best you can. Like you said, you came from a right. you know, dad left. So your mom did everything she can. She didn't do her perfect. Whatever she she was trying her best. 100 percent But when you reflect back and you see, it's like, and it's not just yours, it's it's all it's so many families, you know, mine included, that there's just so much, you know, and then the funny part is that then 
the 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 60 70 year old baby boomers they love to talk shit all oh, these kids want everything so fast and easy well you're the ones who gave it to you them. started it you, you did it you did it you gave it to us yeah and you were the first generation to get a little bit of it and then you gave us all of it and that excess it's it, that excess that you're talking about is the problem right we don't need all the shit we have i don't need fucking all these phones and all this technology and all this shit. we don't need it but it's a fucking control device for the cabal. They're, they need us to rely because the only way they can get us to comply, the easiest way they can get us to comply is one, to threaten to kill us or put us in camps in which, which they used to have to do back in the day. But now it's just take away our phones. Just take yeah. away your social media. You can't be on Twitter anymore. You can't go to the fucking grocery store anymore. You can't go to the movies anymore. You can't go to the Yankee game anymore. You can't fly to Cuba. You can't fly to Costa Rica anymore or Mexico or go on vacation. Guess what? Your grandparents didn't do any of those things I just talked about. It didn't matter. They didn't go on planes. They never left their hometown. They didn't go to Yankee games. They couldn't afford it. They didn't go to movie theaters. They fucking, you know, didn't even have a TV, half of them. So you couldn't take anything from them. They had to give us all this stuff get us addicted to it so that they then can take it for us for the social credit score, microchipping global agenda. And we're letting them. And that's, I, I always say, I thought I had a tough life when I was a kid and everyone else's parents were still together and mine were divorced. And then I went to college and I realized, well, my life actually wasn't that tough. And then I went to jail and then I realized, wow, my life wasn't tough at all. This is fucking tough. And then I went to the jail within the jail. And then I went to the hole for 69 days or 71 days, whatever it was. And then when I did that and was in a 10 foot by eight foot room full of darkness with no light, having to be handcuffed to shower with nothing but a pen and a piece of paper and a fucking broken Walkman that didn't work that I didn't get until the 40th day in there. Then I realized what's hard, right? Yeah. So it, it got to the point, Romanelli, just to finish this, that when I left the hole, I would never been more excited than to be in prison. Like I left and I'm sure you've been in these places in your own mind, you know, on these trips that you've been on. But when I got to prison, I went, I'm so lucky to have a cafeteria and commissary and see my mom and my friends once a week. And like, and then I left prison and I was like, wow, I have all. So it's like, you got to go to hell in order to be able to deal with potential hells. But it's like, take my Instagram, take my Twitter, take my phone, take it all. I've already been there and I've been through it. And I know you've been through something similar. Yeah. You know what, man? It's like, this is, doesn't really have anything to do with what you're saying, but talk, we're, just, no, we're, we're just going, going back and talking about broken systems. And then you just gave me that whole feeling of, you know, cause I have so many friends that have had to gone through what you went through and most of them for drugs, right? You mm -hmm. for, uh, in my opinion, a petty crime, how we have a system like that. And then think about it, you know, think about how many minorities that's just their life from selling drugs because they have no other way to make money. Mm -hmm. and, and, they can't, and no other way to get out of, the, out of the hood or get out of the neighborhood. So they have to, so, so, you know, they sell drugs and then they get caught up in this system. And once you're in the system, it's really hard to get out of it. You're very lucky that you got out of it. I have friends that literally only got caught selling marijuana and cannot, or cannabis and can not get out of the system now. They can't get the jobs. They can't, they're fucked. And how do we live in a system like that? That, that, that we put, we put our, 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 we put humans in solitary confinement because, okay, I don't care. I don't care that you, you were a kid and you robbed a bank. But, you know, I, I, to my opinion, the only people that is like proven murderers and, and, and pedophiles, everyone else, that's ridiculous that we you live in a people, world. You got people doing 20 years for weed. Still. Still. And that's they legalized it. Yes, yeah, still. And then you got people that are making millions off of weed right now. Mm -hmm. 
anybody involved with anything to do with weed in this whole country should be it should be turned around yeah, right. the record should be it should be you know but it's not you want to hear what's even worse romanelli that these these uh i was talking to my buddy the other day about this that there are certain states that used to not have to have a unanimous jury to convict you of murder right and there was a state i forget which one it was someone listening is probably screaming bah but there was some state that just changed their policy where now you do have to have a unit. Most states have it where, you know, if you're going to get put away for murder, you just got to be, you know, unanimous by the jury has to, they don't, you don't get a verdict until they come back. If that takes months, that takes months. But whenever they come back with a unanimous decision, but there was certain states that if it was nine, two, you'd still go. Right. And they changed the law in that state and they're not retrying these people. Like they're just done. They're just fucked. Like, wait, what? Oh my God. Like how, how, what like i've been to prison i was there for a year and a half i didn't go for like a fucking month or a day or a week like i was there for a year and a half and then i went back in for 90 days so like i've been there twice and for basically two years of my life at a pretty you know developmental age of 23 24 25 where you're not really fully developed even yet your brain but when i went there all i realized was <clears throat> all that wanted me to make me do was be a bad person i didn't get any help there was no one trying to like work on my mental health, try to teach me what I was doing wrong. They just punish you for a year and a half. And it just makes you fucking mad. And it just makes you come out angry. Like you want to, you want to take someone who did what I did at my age and put them in there. I should have been seeing someone who was focused on mental health and betterment and, you know, eating right, doing things right, you know, teaching you how to manage your money when you come out, like all this shit should have been what's being taught to inmates. But what you do is you just take a kid who's got nothing else and he's slinging rock on the fucking street. You throw him in fucking jail. You punish the shit out of him. Now he's got less than he had before he went in because now he's got a record. And now he's got a reputation. So when he comes out, he's got less than he had when he had to start it. So he does it again and he does it again. And no one's ever helping this fucking kid. And like you said, they never leave the system. They're stuck stuck in the system and that's just disgusting that we have humans that live in cages because of these kind of crimes now i do feel a little different on this whole fentanyl thing and and there are dealers that are literally selling fentanyl on the street and that's crazy to yeah me. and it's the first time in my life where i'm like i don't want to say i'm pro drug like but the, the problem is is that people get caught selling heroin and fentanyl nothing they're back on the street nothing happens that's the crazy part i have friends that get caught, I've got caught with a couple pounds of weed and their whole lives are fucked up yep but th that's where I don't understand how this thing works. I mean, there's so many quick fixes, Tommy. Like, like every drug should be. I mean, if cigarettes and booze are legal, everything that's else. Everything should be, not legal. Everything else should be everything. legal. I know it's crazy, but go look at the streets of Philadelphia right now, or look at most fucking ghettos right now, and people are just shooting up on the streets, leaving needles. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fucked up. That's so fucked up. We could have, you know, if that shit was legal, maybe these people would. I don't know. Maybe it would be better. I know in Portugal they did that experiment, and it seemed to to work well. Listen, the bottom line is that it's it's going to be if if you mandate it, if you make everything legal and it's all coming from like, listen, call it the government, whoever it is. But if it's all coming from a reliable source, you're not going to get shitty coke and shitty heroin and the stuff that's really killing people. You know, yes. when people, you know, you see it in California and you see it in New York all the time when there'll be these outbreaks. And I remember because we used to do a lot of blow, especially when I was out in Cali, where you know, you'll see people talking about, you know, 17 people died because they bought blow and their jaws rotted and fucking their head because it wasn't blow. It had fucking, you know, this fucking chemical in it. Well, if you legalize it fucking all, then yeah, people are going to get fucked up, but you could dilute it then at that point. You can make sure it's pure and you could give a substance out to the people that they'll learn to control 
like how they always talk about, you know, with guns, when you teach gun control and when you teach young kids to respect the weapon, they're not going to run around shooting people. It's the people who've never been taught how to use a gun and then they get their hands on a gun and they want to fucking fire it in the air that are killing everyone. Always. And the ones that don't buy illegally and all that. Yeah, man. It's upside down world. And it's really, it's really unfortunate. But once again, I'm going to go back to it again, man. It's like, if you could just better yourself, if you could just worry about your four walls and be the best human being you can be, I think that's how you change this world. I really do. Have you ever read the book, The Four Agreements? No. I really wanted, I, I, I mean, Sam knows it's a broken record. I talk to him about it all the time, but that book changed my life. Um, when I was, I was young, man. I was uh, going through a rough time. I want to say 1998, 1999. And my mom left it uh, by my bed one night mm-hmm. and I thumbed through it. And now I've gone to multiple um, seminars from the, the author, Don Miguel, and mm-hmm. uh, even his son, Don Miguel Ruiz. But the four agreements, they, they're very simple. But if you live your life this way, man, you could change your life. And it's been around for a long time, right? So the first one is be impeccable with your word, right? It sounds easy, but really being impeccable with your word. Now, that's not only to what I tell you, making sure everything's the truth, but also everything you tell yourself. That's the most, That's the thing everyone misses right? out. Right. Yeah, right? Don't take things personally. I have to work on this one big time. When someone doesn't call me back or text me back or a comic doesn't hit me back right away, I'm like, oh, you know, I always take it personal. And then it leads to the next one, the third, don't make assumptions, right? And then the last one I feel like you and Sam always have done, and I learned from you, is to do your best, mm-hmm. right? And because uh, you guys are hard workers and really it looks like you always do your best whenever you put your effort into something, whether it's a Twitter thread on Tom Hanks mm-hmm. or sports, <laughs> a couple of parlays. You, you, I know how much yeah. time and effort you put into those things. Um, so I just really, I, I would love for you to read that book. I want to read it right now because those four principles that you just spoke about right there are literally the things that I, I'm not saying I do them all the time, or, but I try to do because it basically sounds like, you know, when you go through that, it's, you know, especially the don't make assumptions and, and, you know, speak the truth. Like I try to pride myself on being brutally fucking honest, not fucking, you know, saying, what do I think this person's up to? Just running through it and not giving a fuck. And a lot of what you just said there is stop giving a fuck about what, stop putting these obstacles in your head, right? Like when I left the stock trading world to go into fantasy sports. And then when I walked away from my company to get into conspiracy, like who fucking cares? Just do what the fuck, be true to yourself. Do what you want, what you feel, and then don't make assumptions on what's going to happen negatively because our minds tend to always gravitate to the negative. Always, man. Always. So just don't think. Just do. Just do what your heart's telling you. I do work think, out. I do think you, I, uh, you and Sam and myself, we do because most people, most people make assumptions um, that are negative. Mm-hmm. Most, almost all people. Right. I do think that we at least myself, I know I, not with everything, but there are some things that I do think positive. And that's where I got some of these crazy. I mean, that's how I'm partners with Sam Tripoli. Right, yeah. I'm on these pods. People are like, how did you do it? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's just that you, I, you, you manifested it. You manifested. You know, I threw, I threw the biggest rave in New Jersey when I, I started planning when I was 17 years old. Right. You know, people are like, how the fuck did you do this? It was, I was 18 once it went off, but it was over a year of planning. And I was working with some of the biggest names in, in, in that world. As a 17 year old kid, I mean, there was many times where I couldn't get into the clubs. I had to get walked in by right, yeah. They're like, I'm, I'm 17, man. I can't get in. I have to have the owners, you know, whatever. And it was crazy. I was working with some of the biggest DJs. This is before, you know, I have to, I had to get phone cards to call these DJs in London. You know, I couldn't just pick yeah. up the cell phone and call them. And it was crazy shit. I mean, we didn't have social media. So we had to go to, to, to 
all over and hand out flyers. It was really different and difficult and crazy, but I did it. And in my mind, you know, when I went to my first rave in 1993, I told myself I was going to do this as a business someday. Right. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. And there were so many things I wanted to fix and I did it. Um, you yourself, there's, I mean, you are in the sports gambling business. How many people say they want to do that? Sam is a comedian and a very, right. one of the most underrated best comedians in the world. And, and what he was saying about comedy cast is hundred percent true. I'm in the comedy business. That is, that's what I, I mold. I used to go and be a fly in the wall and watch those shows to try to just be a, a, a fraction of those, of what he did on Tuesday nights at the comedy store. Those were ridiculous shows the best show in the world and um and now you have a fucking you had right before covid you had one of the biggest comedy clubs in the whole fucking east coast that you were starting right there you had guests coming in to to the fucking dojo in in overnight like in a matter of a year and yeah yeah, it was about two two years of work but yeah i mean that and that's another that's another year that's a good example another thing of of i just went from having a a little a room that was going to do comedy to all of a sudden i'm partners with sam tripoli and i'm flying people in from all over i mean crazy rock and roll in the dojo but my point is not to brag and not to brag about my friends my point is that if you think about if you if you really put your mind to it things can happen and you can do amazing things and unfortunately a lot of times we just think about the negative and and the fucked up shit but if you really get into that frequency you don't have to think how it's going to happen, but it things can, you could do amazing fucking things in this world. It's, you know? it's scary because it's, uh, I, I, you could tell by how successful someone is or is going to be just by asking them, you know, 10 questions, you know, basically every Napoleon Hill book has been bent, built on this exact principle that fucking wealthy people and successful people answer questions the same exact way, a complete opposite way as failures. You know, like if someone came up to me and let's say, I'll give you a good example. There was this girl who I was dating at the time, actually, and we weren't dating at first. She was a hardcore liberal. She, uh, I actually got to reach out to her and see how she's doing. But the last time I talked to her, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to die. Hold on. Joking. Okay. I'm alive. The, uh, but the last time I talked to her, she, she was teaching at a school and doing stuff she didn't really like and bartending and she didn't want to be bartending. She wanted to be teaching at school. And finally, I, you know, me and her got close and we were complete opposite sides of the spectrum. You heard me tell the story about her. And I was like, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I'd love to do yoga and teach yoga, but I can't. I have my master's degree. I go, fuck your master's degree. Like, fuck your mom. Fuck your dad. Fuck your friends. If they don't support you in it, fucking they're fucking frauds. You're going to die. Like, and that's what's going to happen. You're going to fucking die. And whether that's now or in 10 years or in 50 years, you're going to fucking die. Do you really want to fucking die thinking I could have been great at yoga? I'm like, you're fucking 28 years old. You got to do that shit right now. You're going to be a 45-year-old startup yoga instructor. So stop everything you're doing and go fucking do it. And we used to have these pep talks all the time, just about the mindset of failure, the fear that people let into their mindset. And when they talk about manifesting things, I know it sounds trite to you could do whatever you put your mind to. But we literally control the universe. Like, and once you get to do the things that me and you have done and Sam has done, where like I made a decision in March 2020 that I was going to fucking just go at the head of the cabal and get Chrissy Teigen taken off the internet. And I'm going to fucking fight with a list. Like, I made this in my, and then it started happening, you know, like, was we control it? This is all a fucking game, guys. This shit ain't real. Like, we are, we are real selves are, are being cased in a human shell but this shit ain't real none of this is fucking real this shit dies in 80 years but everything inside of it goes on 
And once you start to understand that we're just basically like a fucking Maserati engine and a broken down 80 Civic, like nothing here matters. Your friends don't matter. The connection you have with people and things is all that matters and nothing else. Yes, that's fucking amazing, man. And that's so fucking true. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's, and it's not that, you know, the secret was a great book, I guess, but I, it, I hated it actually. It bas- yeah, it, ba- it, it bastardized it. Thinking, thinking, grow rich wipes yes. its ass. Thinking, grow rich wipes its ass with the yes, secret. Right. Yes. And the secret was once again almost go back full circle, like like the secret's the, fucking uh, stupid. It's like the what's it called? What were you just saying? Like the baby boomer version of it. Like the secret. Does you know what the secret is? The secret is the fucking watered down government version of fucking outwitting the devil. Yeah. To make it look stupid, man. To make it look stupid. And, and, and be like, because there's work involved. You don't think Sam yeah. put a lot of fucking work? No, put- just put a picture up in front of you of a Jaguar and you'll have a Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, a lot of a lot of successful people do put the pictures up for motivation. And that's fine. But it's, it's part of the process, not the process. But it's just a part of it. It's not just thinking about it. It's not just, oh, I'm going to meditate and, and think it. No, it's a lot more than that. Um, but, you know, but the bottom line is, is we can all get out of whatever situation we're in if we really want to. We really want to. And I know that could sound harsh if someone's in a really terrible situation, but it's like that meme. There's always that meme going around the internet where two people on a bus, right? And one's staring at the rock wall and others stare at the view and one's all happy and one's freaking out and all nervous. Yeah. Right? It's just a perspective, Perspe- man. Yeah, it's perception. Perspective. And the funniest, the funniest thing, Romanelli, is if you talk to anyone, I mean, what is our life, right? Like I tell everyone, like the tough thing for me is I really feel like someone took a men in black flashlight and fucking zapped my memory, like it's gone. And that's why I live the way I do right now because I tell everyone, listen, all we have right now at 42 years old on September 2nd of 2021, all I have right now is what I'm going to accomplish next and a bunch of fucking memories. That's it. All my life is, is memories. Anything I've ever accomplished means nothing right now. It's all just a memory. So if me and you went outside and me and you went to the comedy club and had a dope night, that's nothing right now outside of a memory. Once I forget that, it never happened. So the thing, the thing we all need to understand is none of this fucking matters. Like anything you're doing right now is nothing more than a good or bad memory next week. It doesn't fucking matter. Nothing fucking matters. And once people start to understand that, they'll realize that, you know what? My best memories had nothing to do with money had nothing to do with wealth. I wasn't watching TV. I wasn't fucking at a concert. My best memories were usually like hanging out in the basement, connecting with my friends, smoking weed or fucking on a beach with someone you love and care about doing dead shit, nothing for eight hours, just getting sun and looking at the sky or fucking smoking weed, staring at the stars. None of it's about fucking money. So if you really want to be fucking happy, just cut all this shit out. Get rid of your fucking apartment. Get rid of your car. Get rid of all this shit. Move to a fucking, move to the fucking jungle, move to the woods, get a log cabin and get 20 people to go with you and be happy as shit. But no one will fucking do it because we're addicted to this shit. We're going to have us addicted to technology and addicted to money and addicted to power and addicted to all the shit that is truly the root of all evil. And the detachment process is hard, even for people like me and you who know it. We still can't say all this shit that I, I've been preaching this shit, talking this shit, but I also have to reflect on myself that I always have one foot in the matrix, one foot out. It's hard. You can't get it. How, like, I, it's do hard. It, how I do it is like, yeah, I'm sick and tired of, of, of cooking and all that stuff. So I built a comedy club. So I built a little paradise yeah, in a place, little pockets, pockets. Yep. But you know, I mean, I, I say all the time that I just want to get 
a you know a compound in the middle of the woods and, and have my friends how many times me and you said it yo let's just go bartend on a fucking beach somewhere near the fucking jungle yeah like that would be my thing just give me one or two dudes give me you and one other person to fucking go down there and just build a fucking cabin and fucking find our own food and just live without money and just maybe serve drinks to tourists and yeah, talk shit that's, about yeah, that's, that's my dream yes so why am i doing all this i have friends that have done it yeah i have friends that have done They're it. happy yes yes and no here's the problem some of these people have like i just had a conversation with my best friends my mentor and he goes i gotta change i go what do you mean he goes the goal was to get an off the grid place in costa rica he goes, but I'm in a town where it's all Americans. I have a mansion of a house <laughs> yeah. made. I have all these young girls. I'm at the bar every day. He's like, I'm just fucking living in a, I'm living in LA in a, a town in Costa Rica. You're in a pond instead of the ocean. So he's like, I got to sell it all and go back. But, you know, at least he could check himself. But um, I mean, it's normal because the bottom line is, dude, that's that is really pure happiness. You know, just being one with the universe and all that. And all that. I don't want to say all that shit because it's real, but it's so trite. Like people just yeah. say it and it becomes trite. And I mean it. And I know you mean it. But the problem is it's very difficult to not eat meat when you've tasted steak, right? Like that's the problem. If you've never had steak in your life, it's real fucking easy to be a vegetarian. You know, go eat a fucking piece of filet mignon that Romanelli's cooking at his fucking restaurant and then tell me how easy it is to be a vegetarian when you know what that shit tastes like. And that's basically what the problem with all of us is. Me and you know exactly what needs to be done. And if you give me a blank slate child, I will fucking train that thing. And I would trust you to train that thing to be a fucking spiritual street fighter, right? And be able to battle all this shit. But we've already tasted the technology and tasted the sex and the drugs and the money and the fame and the check mark and the 100,000 download. It's even when you just unplug from it, it's tough. That's why I pray for another lockdown. I think I'm the only person in America who fucking loved lockdown. I love hey, man, it. We had some great conversation. You that's what where me, you and Sam really got close, right? We yeah. Had, if we recorded those conversations and stuff, they were amazing. And I had some when I was actually locked down for three months, some of the best times of my life. Um, and it was all simple stuff. Remember how yeah. I was so excited about making bread? Yeah. And you know, I, I dumb shit, bro. Just dumb shit. All kinds of stuff was just amazing. Like I'd get excited about writing a fucking thread on the internet, you know, yeah. just because it was like, dude, Wayfair's going on. Let's go. Like it was just I could do what I loved and I wanted. And I realized like that's what I love and want. I like fucking challenging my brain and my mind. You like making fucking bread. Like we all found like what we like to do during that time. And then sports starts back up, the fucking country opens back yeah. up, and it's like. Oh, back to this shit, you know, like fucking, you know, I, I want lockdown too. bring it on, bring the Lambda fucking bring it all lock us the fuck down again. Yeah. I mean, but I, I don't I, for my business. I like, yeah, yeah. I, I like being rich as fuck, but at the same token, I like being happy more. And for, but for me, for the business part is there's too many people rely on me. And that part was really that part. Once I like realized how many people like needed to come to work and you yeah, know, that's the thing. Yeah. That was, you know, how many, you know, I lost all my managers because, you know, I didn't really have those positions for them. So that part kind of sucked. And I don't know yeah. if I, if I can uh, deal with that all over again, but fuck it. I mean, maybe I don't, you know, maybe if it was to happen again. Maybe I'd say, fuck the, the restaurant business. I yeah. don't know. You know, who knows, but you know, it was a special time, man. It was definitely it was a, special a lot time. of good that came from it at worst, you know, even though there was a lot of bad. 
And that those that Discord era was also a lot of fun. We had so much fun. I was fun. I was working my dick off that time period, but I'd come home and get in my basement and set up, and I'd be with you guys till five, six in the morning. It was awesome. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Until these fucking little fucking cucks that didn't like me because we said a bad word about Trump or Q, and then it all got toxic. But I mean, it's uh, but but we're actually building another community, Romanelli. So you'll see it uh, the No Mercy so I want you to be a big part of that. You're going to be a big part of it. You're you're not part of the family. You are the family. You know, you're right there with Bobby and Kurt and Uncle Danny. And, you know, you're you're part of our crew uh, with Rain and Pixie and, and the whole squad. So we're going to be providing another community like that. I just need to let football season get off the ground. Um, everyone always says Tommy's always delayed with everything he promises. And it's like, if you knew what the fuck I go through every day, like everyone sees me getting deleted from Twitter they don't realize I've been deleted by nine payment processors. And I had to use one of your friends just to be able to do business. Like I have payment processors taking me out. I have banks refusing us. I have, I have checking accounts that have been shut down betting sites that I bet on refusing my service. Like it's way bigger than fucking Instagram. So, you know, there's a lot of things. You're a patriot. I'm like, motherfuckers have no idea. Yeah. The, the sacrifice this guy made to talk about this shit. He it's could hard. mouth shut and just be doing the sports thing and and doing way better. Oh, like I had, he, I, dude, I had 40,000 followers and a check mark. I didn't need to, like, I, I had a $5 million company. Like, it's that's, that's what pisses me off with people. It's like, dude, my life, when I talk to people privately, like, you guys see me here on a microphone, and that's why I like the Discord better, because me and Romanelli would get personal. We'd get vulnerable, per yeah. se, right? When there's 30 people listening and we're all sharing stories, it's a lot easier to be vulnerable than it is with fucking... You know, this podcast will have fucking 80,000 downloads. I'm not going to go to the level that I'll go to in a 20 person discord when it's you and Uncle Danny and fucking a few and Pixie and Rain. Right. But, you know, this life's exhausting, dude. Like I'm fucking exhausted. Like every day I wake up and I'm like, oh, like it's exhausting. And it's just a matter of finding the things that don't exhaust you. And that's really what life is about. Find the things to do because you're going to burn out no matter what it is. Just find the things that you don't wake up and go, fuck, I don't want to do this. And that's where I'm steering towards. That's where you're steering towards. We're still on a journey. We can mentor people like a motherfucker, but me and you need to have our own private talks and mentor each other because we're still fucked up and we still do dumb shit all the fucking time. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? Guess what? If you're going to be a mentor, you got to put on your iron shield when you go out there and talk to the younger people and talk to people who need your help. But then at the same token, you got, we, we could take that shield off and talk privately and be like, dude, I'm really fucked up. Why am I so stupid? What did I do? We're humans, man. And we yeah. still do have one foot in the matrix and one foot out. We're not hundred oh, percent out of it, you know? And every time we get out of it, they drag us back into it. With fucking the, the evil it's comes in. Man. It's all addictions. Uh, this this uh, indigenous woman that was a shaman used to tell me all the time about, she's like, you guys are all American. She loved, she did so much work to try to heal Americans, but she'd say, you guys are all addicted. You're so addicted. And she wasn't talking about drugs. She's talking about meat social mm-hmm. media, TV, which is your mm-hmm. addiction. It's kind of what you're talking about. We're addicted. To it. We, we don't think we can just have nothing and, and thrive, which we can. Yep. Yeah, we're, we can. Back to we're talking about our grandparents. They did it. Yep. You know? They did it. And they lived, they, they, you know, and they survived and they lived long and lives. We've done it in moments. We've done it for hours and days yeah. and weeks. But I mean, it, it all could be done. But anyway, Romanelli, tell, tell everyone where to find you. I know they're going to want a lot more of you. Um, we're going to have some stuff for you on no mercy but you got a couple handles out there, a couple podcasts you're doing. I know things are a little up and down, you know, as all of ours are right now, this time of year, but fill everyone in on where to find you. Okay. So, uh, free thinker TV is my Instagram free thinker TV is my, uh, 
uh, was it Twitter? And then um, the Dojo of Comedy is Sam and I's comedy club in Jersey. A lot of the No Mercy fans have come out. Sam, uh, Tommy comes out sometimes. We're going to be doing another big one in October for my birthday. We're planning it together right now. I'll be there. Sam will be out again very soon. He comes about two times a year to this little club in Jersey. And uh, so, yeah, come out to the, the Dojo of Comedy. Under uh, Instagram, we're the Dojo of Comedy East. And freethinker.tv, that's where you can find my podcast, The Freethinker Society with Mike Romanelli. The thing I'll tell you guys is, because I know a lot of you out there listening love Romanelli and you've become huge fans of Romanelli. And um, Romanelli, maybe it's because he's a better person, because he's definitely a better person than all of us, even though he won't say it. But and maybe it's because he doesn't get mobbed with, you know, thousands of DMs and the, you know all that kind of stuff. But I want to thank you for the way that you've treated my listeners and my Discord family that started off as the No Mercy people, whether it was Rain or Pixie or anyone else in that group. I get nothing but because you're more accessible than I am or Sam is, right? And partly because you're just a better person. No other reason. But what I want to tell you guys is you need to understand this. If you want to get close to myself, Romanelli, Sam, the way to do it is follow Romanelli. Go follow his account. <laughs> I'm telling you, at FreeThinkerTV well, on Instagram and Twitter. If you, if you DM him, he'll respond to you. And if you say, hey, I want to come to your restaurant, he'll meet you at the front fucking door. Like, this is a dude oh. who will do that. If it, I'm not saying this. Like, if you tell him, hey, I got a couple guys, I want to come to the dojo and have dinner. Like, he will go above and beyond to make sure to show you that you're loved and that you're taken care of. And he will find, even if he's running around like a chicken without a head, He'll find two minutes or two hours to talk to you while you're there, take a picture, hang out with you and make sure your friends, you look cool in front of your friends too. So, you know, make sure you follow this dude because every time I've been there, I've been so impressed with how many of my quote unquote fans or listeners are closer with you than they are with me. They're <laughs> like, oh, I come to the dojo every Tuesday. Yeah, like, I love them. I, I love them. They're, they're I love it. The swarm and and the no mercy crowd are just their family here, and and I love how comfortable a lot of them feel now. That's what's so, great. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing how comfortable they feel, and they become part of the show, and it's great. And uh, I, I'm so thankful to to all those people, man. And we're thankful to you, man. It's it's uh, we all have a role in this battle, and and we really appreciate you being you and and keeping us all grounded, uh, and keeping us looking past the fucking superficial mask that's put in front of us and to the light. So. Romanelli, I love you, brother. And you, brother. Uh, I appreciate you. I'll give you a call probably after the show once we yeah. get this edited and chopped up. But make sure you guys check out uh, what's the exact handle for it? The Dojo of Com- Just go to Freethinker TV. Go to yeah. Freethinker TV. Dojo You'll find comedy. everything from that. Go yeah. on. No, Dojo of Comedy, Dojo Comedy East, because there was one in LA at San. That's what I'm saying. Is it at Dojo Comedy East or the yeah, Dojo yeah. of Comedy? Yeah. Dojo Comedy East. But the, the guy that still owns, that runs the Dojo account, posts all my stuff too. You'll find me through that. Yeah. Right? Just go to Freethinker. Just go to all of our accounts and you'll find everything. You'll find we, everything. we post yeah. everything. Yeah. Thank go to Tommy G Returns or Tommy G Returns 2 or Tommy G Returns 3. Or by the time you're listening to this, I might be on Tommy G Returns 7 because I got deleted five times. But uh, I'm trying to start them all with Tommy G Returns. So if I get deleted, People think I blocked them. Like, I thought you blocked me because I went to your account and it wasn't there. Motherfucker, stop it. Just keep using different numbers afterwards. But Linktree is great. So go to the Linktree, follow all of us. For Romanelli, for that fucking weirdo Sam Tripoli who's no longer with us, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy.
Ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy. Huh. 